0: You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 93, Dung Wiener Hatch. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that plays Solitaire with a deck of 51. My name is Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson.
1: And I'm Raven Perez. That's Fancy Perez for this episode. (laughs) This is the Savage Fincast, the show that brings you discussions, commentary, feedback on all things Eric Larson, Savage Dragon... We're talking about the latest issues 248 and also Savage Dragon related things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue 19 of the Urban Legends miniseries. It's fantastic. We have a good time. We always talk dragon. We always have fun. We laugh. We learn. We love. We pray. You're going to learn something tonight, I promise you, as my cohorts Jim and Craig take you on an orgasmic experience. Guys, take it away. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, following all that's gonna be tough. Uh so right off the bat we bring you some exciting, breaking Savage Dragon Eric Larson news. We got a cover coming out, coming in for issue two fifty two, which is uh one of my favorite covers of all time. As Agreed. Eric Eric has slammed us with a salutes the funnies concept, where this issue will apparently Riff on popular newspaper comic strips, but in a Savage Dragon kind of
1: filter. For the listener, could you please paint a word picture of the cover to issue 252?
0: Well, in the the most basic strokes, we've got Malcolm Dragon holding a bunch of uh,
1: food items on his arms
0: all the way up to his neck, and he's got his four kids running around him while Maxine looks on... Terrified, I guess. Uh, Actually, (laughs) I'm just looking at it now. It kind of looks like Malcolm is jumping up and down and crying.
2: (laughs) He's like trying to set the table, and the kids are all getting in.
0: Oh, is that what he's doing? Because I thought he was trying to like make a sandwich.
1: But it It makes more sense because he's got spaghetti and and an
0: entire ham.
1: Yeah, the graphical style is not Eric's traditional style. It's It's, very different. It is, yeah, it's dagwood. You know, it's Dagwood. weird. It's weird. It is a bit Dagwood, but I, I also think it
0: looks a bit like Chris G. Especially in Jack's face. I could see that. Yeah. But uh, it's really, she's it got a really, really skinny Maxine. It is very different, but, it, you know, the cool thing, of course, is that it still reads as the characters we all know and love.
1: It's fun. I mean, like you said, 28 years of this comic, and this is automatically jumped up in my top 10, at least covers. It's
0: highly unique. And the cool part is, uh, apparently the logo, which is different than the usual Savage Dragon logo, was was uh, put together by um, oh, a regular uh, Savage Dragon letterer. Farron Delgado. Mm-hmm. Farron Delgado. Alright, okay. Uh, and he uh, kind of modeled it off of, uh, like, a, a th- very old uh, logo, which I had, but now I've lost... I think it's famous funnies, yeah, mm-hmm. from the from the 30s, mm-hmm. which uh, I, which I picked up on immediately because I have seen covers with that sort of font, and it is mm-hmm. a very cool font, very love, very fun.
1: What I love is a promise that is surely not going to haunt Eric. Oh geez, good news now published every month,
0: every <laughs> month until the next
2: month, then <laughs> all bets are off. He said, uh, Eric said that that tagline was pulled directly off of Blondie comic.
0: I would believe it. That's the only reason I would expect it to be there is that it's a, a direct reference to something.
1: Yeah. It, it's, I'm just saying it's funny. Uh, in light of 2019, we had seven issues. And then, yeah. uh, of course, COVID-19. But, you know, and thanks to COVID, it will be monthly for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Because I believe I believe it? he is all
0: the way caught up, Pat, to two fifty one. I believe he is starting work on two fifty two right now, as of this recording.
1: I believe. Don't we also have some structure, Jim? On the uh, just a little bit of structure. He commented on the uh, how the issues. He plans to set it up. Um, eleven double page spreads.
0: Yeah. I well, he well he said he's be. going to have eleven strips that he's going to reference. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he said specifically double page spreads though. He's looking for 11 strips that have a, a that have um a strong style and mm-hmm. also make sense with Dragon uh with Malcolm and his family in their trapped inside alive situation. Right.
2: Um basically I also it, think he said newspaper strips as opposed to like right some of the newer digital like it has to be recognizable.
0: <laughs> because Eric would know of any. Web comics in this day and age. We ain't going to see no Dr. McNinja or PvP. No, nah, nah. he knows PvP. Savage Dragon starred in it. Yeah. Well, oh, that's true. I guess he did. Wild Touché. wild times, that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I think it's cool. I think it's really cool. I'm excited as fuck. And I think fan feedback has been explosive on this. I think, like, the announcement he was going to do it just... I don't know, like, I've seen more likes and comments on those posts.
2: On Facebook.
1: Yeah, on Facebook than, fuck, most things he's done here in a while, so. It's a pretty exciting experiment. It's cool. And You put your finger right on it, Craig. That's one of the cool things about Savage Dragon, like, for uninitiated readers, new readers, or whatever else. Like, I have a friend that was just getting into Savage Dragon a few months ago, and I told him, I said, here's the thing. I said, what... Part of what's so cool about this book is, I said, how does a guy keep the same thing interesting for himself for, like, 28 years? He does experiments all the time. There's always some twists, some crazy layout or something or else. So, for a lot of readers who are, like, maybe just getting back into Dragon, or maybe they're getting into Dragon to get, like, ride the hype train into 250, or, you know, even people that, like, been gone for a while and they're coming back. This is going to be a really awesome experiment issue for him you know what I'm saying
2: yeah absolutely what do you guys think uh what what kind of uh, strip styles is he gonna use or what are you hoping for
0: I personally
2: I personally want to see Popeye uh, I love
0: Popeye Popeye is one of the greatest literary characters of our time of all time and mm-hmm. i and I just think Eric trying to do a, a Seeger sort of style would look so great, especially those great, great Popeye fight scenes of mm-hmm. the classic era. They can be so equally brutal as goofy. And I and I think it would just work so well for Malcolm Dragon like fighting anybody. Like put him in a fist fight with Braun or put him in a fist fight with uh you
2: no know, who's who's still alive. Um <laughs> don't. You have a whole issue of characters still alive. Yeah. In 248, there's like a million different VC guys. (laughs) But uh, for me, that is my number one with the bullet.
1: Who's number
0: two with the bullet? Uh, Little Nemo. Because because Windsor McKay is like one of the greatest comic creators of all time. And the trouble with doing Little Nemo, though, is that those classic Sunday spreads are just so massive. I don't don't think the comic page can actually hold it not not in the same way you would have to Mm -hmm. do like a sideways spread and eric isn't going to do that Mm.
1: yeah he already ruled that out somebody actually did suggest that they're like oh you could do a sideways spread and it could emulate the layout perfectly and he's like nah just not interested yeah he doesn't like
0: sideways he did that one doom patrol one and i think it put him off it for the forever
1: It's like when you get a microwave burrito and it gets you, like, food poisoned. You never want microwave burritos again.
2: Because they put the lettering on wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Does does anyone not think he's going to do Family Circus? I feel like that's a given.
1: Do you really? It (laughs) it does
2: feel like a
0: given, but also Family Circus creator kind of sucks. I don't know how much that will factor
2: in. Oh, really? I have no idea on the background of that.
1: Family Circus sucks. Is what's funny. I also, mean, Family Circus sucks. Comic. Yes, yeah. but
2: I feel like a, it's super. Like you see it, you know exactly what it is. Right. Although especially I guess with those little. guys.
0: He might not suck as much as the BC guy, though.
2: <laughs> I don't know anything. What do you mean, like politics wise? Both, both of those just comics just
0: love. Both of those comics just love shoving Christian stuff in it, and you know when uh, they yeah. and when that happens, you know they've got agendas. Christian cavemen. Oh yeah, you, know, you, you don't. You never. You never world? saw this. I'm just. Saying I don't think f- I
2: actually remember reading. Wow, a BC it was script. like
0: a whole thing where basically like all the BC characters are like getting converted to, to
1: Christ. I'm just what? saying the very concept of so Christian pavement is a parody right there. It yeah. Like, simply shouldn't exist. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever, dude. But, oh, but I, I got a
2: like family circus seems like it would fit. The Dragon Family per like, it seems like a no-brainer to me. You have the kids, you know, Maddie or someone, doing the little dashed little footprint thing on you know one page or something, and another page is just the, you know, although the jokes might have sucked on it, he doesn't. He can make his own jokes up. It's not like he has sure. any shitty jokes to match it.
1: <laughs> I also think Family Circus is good to parody because, like, if you just have, and I've seen a million of these parodies, and they're funny every time. If you have the sentence, okay. For the listener who maybe we got can't assume everyone knows Family Circus, it's very standard for Family Circus to be presented as a single static image with a typed sentence underneath, no word balloons. It's not even and,
0: technically; it's not even a comic.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird. Although The Far Side's done the same way and is very hilarious, so we can't say that they are cartoons. Uh, any rate, I don't want to get in the weeds on that one. All I'm saying is that like. So, basically, you can have a family circus comedy be, comic be hilarious. I know you guys have seen these, too, where just the sentence is really fucked up. Like, it'd just be, like, a picture of Malcolm, and, like, there'd be Amy there, and, like, the sentence would be, like, and that's why if you kill someone, you got to say it's a mistake. Right. And, I mean, you know, I wish you'd laugh there, because that would have been great. I don't, I don't <laughs> laugh on command. But, here, anyway, you get what I'm saying. My name's so. Knuckles, and I don't chuckle. Dennis the Menace has almost the same setup. I know. Yeah, I feel like that. That's you know pretty well known too. Dennis,
0: I like Dennis the Menace more, and Heathcliff.
1: Heathcliff's <sighs> good, dude. Do you remember? How
0: make- do you remember what Farside got replaced with? Do you, any of you remember the name of that strip? Like, uh, in a lot of newspapers, uh, picked it up. No, it, it was based very similar. It was right? similar, but it was never. It was definitely not as good. Near side. No, <laughs> but
1: you might as well call it that.
0: But yeah. You don't remember? You're I, asking us? I'm already? asking. I can't remember.
1: No, I don't, dude. I, I, after There was a golden age where you had like fucking, uh, you know, Peanuts and you had Calvin and Hobbes and you had Farside. And, honest to God, like after a lot of the legends bowed out, I was like, eh, I'm done.
0: <laughs> Man, when did you read newspaper strips? When I was a kid, <laughs> newspaper strips were like in like flux. The newspaper strips I read were like Curtis and oh, Non-Sequitur. Which is like i I'm, pol- I'm
1: just a touch older than you, so I quit reading before you probably were reading. I read
0: right. in the tail end of Calvin and Hobbes. I was there when Calvin and Hobbes ended, and Far Side. Now that I think about it,
2: what do you what do you think is the newest strip out there that's recognizable by like the most people? Well, there's, there's only one. Yeah. Well, that's what I would say.
0: Boondocks, Boondocks is recognizable, but it's more for the cartoon.
2: I don't even know if it's still a newspaper strip to be completely honest. No it is. I, I mean for me I just know it as a strip. I don't really know it as the cartoon. Because it's
1: the most prominent strip of modern era for sure.
2: I feel that that's that's a dated dated
0: thing cuz that was Boondocks was popular popularized okay, well, in the early 2000s. It's
1: 2020. Okay, what would you say though, Nancy? Oh well, new Nancy. Yeah, Nan- new Nancy is absolutely Fucking iconic as hell, and really good. Oh, good,
2: good. Coaching. What's new, Nancy? I don't know. Oh dear. It's, it's still <laughs> Nancy. It's same still Nancy, but it's yeah, It's. Do you know what Nancy is? Yeah, of course I know Nancy, but what's new Nancy? <laughs> Have you heard of Garfield? All right. So <laughs> what happened was Nancy's original
0: creator retired or died. I know he's dead, but now he got replaced by a new guy who basically made the strip all about the Aunt Fritz, Fritzy. Uh, it's a lady which is ironic but listen I'm not done yet the story's not over yet. Oh okay. So during that period where they pushed the ant to be the main character, Nancy and Sluggo kind of got buried in the in the plot oh, in the, I didn't in the know strip. That. So that creator finally passed the torch to a new person who is a lady and she has taken it basically back to basics. Of yeah, the Nancy, Nancy the Nancy thing, the Nancy premise but you know done the she's modernized it in such a way that she's made like the way that original nancy kind of like epitomized the depression era now nancy epitomizes the millennial era and somehow sluggo is still a orphan boy with uh shabby clothes because that's how sluggo roll
1: Dude, it shouldn't work, but it works so good. Like, if you haven't read New Nancy, New Nancy is fucking fantastic. It, it, it is. Where do you
2: read New Nancy? Uh, on,
1: on?
0: on on websites.
1: But I read also. it on Twitter. I don't know. I didn't know if it was like published in newspaper. Oh, I'm sure I it read is. I on Twitter. Oh, it's published.
0: Yeah, it's. Who still buys syndicated? a newspaper in 2020? But yes, you can get it. You can read it w- daily uh, on a, on if you just Google it. Like I'll do right now, Nancy Webcomic. <laughs> And it will be the first. The first result will be Go Comics, and you'll be able to read every every Nancy comic ever. Uh, mm. Go
1: Comics fucking website sucks shit though. Yeah, it so does if suck you balls. Can, yes, if you can just follow the creator on Twitter, like just if you Twitter Nancy, search in Twitter Nancy. Oh wow, Comics. It, it,
0: I was joking, but it really does go back to 1948.
1: Yes, Go Comics fucking sucks, dude. If you want the new Nancy, just go to Twitter follow the creator just search Nancy comics it'll come up because it's popular that's what's funny is that because she writes about shit that people care about like it's a strip that's like like kind of like like I read new Nancy and I'm like oh yeah it's funny like that's that's a relevant punchline to our lives and like man that's a problem this the strips newspaper strips sometimes you read them and you're like what goddamn corpse was this written for? Like, this is not funny. This is not interesting. <laughs> yeah, like, I guess they have
2: to come up with something, like, daily. It's hard.
1: I I'm, I'll I agree. Mean, that's
2: the challenge of comics in general.
1: I'll agree. But at the same time, it's like, sometimes it seems like I, I just don't know who the hell they're trying to appeal to. You, you never like, worked daily, no right, Raven? I never worked daily. I was delivering strips uh, three times a week. Right. And strips are hard because, like, you gotta be succinct You can't drop a lot of word balloons And so it's some of the hardest Like comedy that you can do But that's still If it's if that's the beat you choose to walk You gotta walk it And so yeah Strips are a lot of them are really shitty We got in the weeds bad though dude It's like Nancy is good um, And you're number one with the bullet I also like Popeye What about you Craig Yeah you've been
2: oddly
0: silent Craig
2: uh, well, I did. I said probably Family Circus would have to be on there. Okay, but uh, number two with a bullet. I know Jim brought this up off the air. Mm-hmm. Beetle Bailey, like a Super Patriot Beetle Bailey, or something, would be kind of well.
0: Neat. That that was, that was my initial suggestion. Is do Beetle <laughs> Bailey is like a SOS sort of a side thing.
1: Super yeah. Patriot Beetle Su- Bailey. Be, a, yes.
0: be about have have Daredevil be the Beetle Bailey and like S- Super Patriot be the Sarge. <laughs> or something like that.
1: <laughs> That's good, dude. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't
0: know. Although I, 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 mean, I guess I, so get, uh, I guess now that I think about it, Super Patriot isn't SOS anymore. It's Freak Force. So I guess you could do it as a Freak Force thing and have Barbaric be the Beetle Bailey and Super Patriot be the Sarge, which would be funny because that would mean the roles are reversed. The big guy would be the lazy one, and the skinny guy would be the
2: see. It's just the ideas just come. <laughs> you could just do. You could do a Thor Hagar or something.
1: Yes, dude. Or Hagar, yes. however they say it. Hagar. Is horrible. it Hagar or is it Haggard? It is
0: Haggard. At least I believe it is Haggard. Unless I've been. I I don't know how, what you would do with Mother Goose and Grimm. Ugh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Terrible. The
2: lo- Lockhorns.
0: Lockhorns <laughs> oh. lock would be funny.
2: <laughs> they're just two miserable people. It's funny but, instead, they're but it's, miserable but and instead they hate but, each it, other. but
0: instead it's like Malcolm and Maxine, and they always end fucking. <laughs> <laughs> same deal with handicap that, that, like that, that, that makes more sense because then you can do that, that big uh, punch balloon except it's sex
1: <laughs> I like it I like it you what about what like. you Raven I'm gonna go I got two weird ones for you and this is what I'm hoping for and I know I'm not Shoot. gonna get my wishes but here goes <laughs> Prince Valiant that's not too out there.
0: I mean, I think no. a lot of people are re- pulling for Prince Valiant.
1: Just because of the brushy work? Like, I want to see, like, yeah. ultra-handsome Malcolm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> With, like, the dimples in the cheek. Just really, like, the brush work. But so would just... people
2: get it if it's not, like, medieval-looking?
1: I don't know. I think they That's would. That's challenge. Especially yeah. if you they drop...
0: Could... I imagine he'll drop logos on, like, all of this stuff, too, to help tie it all That's together true. further. So you make a big, ornate Savage Dragon logo?
1: Yeah, like, Or he'd be like, oh, I can't believe that Medieval Times is open during the quarantine. And they'd just be like, you know, his family, like, you know, amongst well, knights and whatnot. What's
0: really important, though, it's only like two panels long and nothing happens.
1: And, yeah. but, it,
0: but it takes up half a page.
1: And it's lavishly <laughs>
2: illustrated. And it only comes yeah. out once a week. You yeah. know who's also going to be a heavy hitter on this issue is um, Farron Delgado with the lettering. Sure. Because sure. a lot yeah. of these strips really have lettering that's real distinct. Yes, yes they do.
1: Well because they're a lot of them probably are hand lettered these yeah, days. Right. I mean you gotta think like it's actually more time consuming to like pop up a computer. If you're doing a strip every single day, speed is everything. And so that's why hand lettering's not good for big books. But if you're doing a strip every day, it's probably quicker to just fucking write the lettering out. You know what I mean? Well,
2: and most of these strips were developed. A lot of the the famous ones have been on forever. So it's just keeping with the same style. So even if it is digital, they probably had... Those, that font digitized or something.
1: Like, that could even be, like, the splash page. Like, uh, we know that it's going to have a bookend of a, a single page and then a, the other end's going to be a single page. Like, it could just be, like, really lavish like Prince Valiant-style lettering. Like, oh, welcome to the Family Dragon's quarantine exploits, you know, and adventures. And then my other cut? Get ready. You'll never guess in a million years. Ziggy. How, who would you? How would you do that, though? Who would you <laughs> make a pinhead... That's not my problem. That's not my problem. It I just sure see it. isn't. I just want to see it. I want to open my Savage Dragon Funnies <laughs> salute to the Funnies, and I want to see how Eric works Ziggy in there somehow. Because <laughs> it's funny because he's, he's like a bold <laughs> midget, dude. How do you do it? I don't know.
3: I,
2: I really think that um, we need to get Carl Hornell back and provide a Savage Dragon Burt ber- uh, backup. Oh, that would be good.
1: That would be classic. While you're saying that... Or just Eric does it. I just wanted to say, while you're saying that, Craig, it brings up a beautiful point that I think we should bring up in our discussion of this issue, because Savage Dragon is one of the only comics going in North America with such healthy back matter, like post-issue... Sorry to pop on you guys, I could hear that one but post oh, God! Damn it! I did it again I am so sorry you gotta people say something in- to say post yeah people in their car I apologize but post issue back matter uh, you get past the story and you get to read all these awesome strips and we do have what's funny is Savage Dragon has been going long enough that we do have famous strips associated with the dragon itself there's Dragonbert there's G-Man there's Desperate uh. Times
2: Megaton Man?
1: Megaton Man? I mean, am I missing one?
2: Um, Probably, but... I mean, yeah, yeah,
0: them. probably. There are a lot of them.
1: I'm just saying, you don't have to I drag I guess, in.
0: um, like, those uh Night Watchmen
1: strips. Oh, Night, Night Watchmen? Yeah. You don't have to drag in, like, Moonbeard and Brandon Draws and stuff. Although, I do love those. I understand they're new. And if you're going for Legacy Salutes... Like, oh man, I just feel like it would be a real missed opportunity to not throw a nod. At least a nod. Like, in the background, have a, dre- a Hitler's Brain Burt. You know, like yeah, on a shelf. Yeah. Or like a G Man t shirt on one of the kids. Oh, the or the Desperate Times crew. Yes, dude, yes. Very yeah, fantastic. That would
2: be cool.
1: I'm excited. Well, so. Man, yeah. I, no, I'm just I saying, see. I think we did it. I think we chatted that one up and that's just like how high I think that's just
2: on. the beginning. I think we could go on and on. And that's <laughs> where it brings us to our interesting conversations. So mm-hmm. it's been a long time since we've had a regular episode of the FinCast. We've been doing a lot of retro Fincasts with the, you know, the break between issues and this whole COVID thing. So thank God we finally have 248 in our hands. But we don't have a interesting conversation topic to discuss from past episodes, so what we're going to do is we're going to throw this out here for you listeners. Um, based on our little news item, we're going to ask you the question we've been asking ourselves. If you had a choice, or or even what would you like to see Eric, um, what kind of style would you like to see him draw in for this um, Sunday's funny edition of Savage Dragon? Uh, tell us what your favorites are. Um, what you would be excited about um, let us know about our opinions if you think we're wrong about something or offer your own interesting conversations for our future episodes uh, we'd appreciate that too so um, you can reach us at savagefincast at gmail.com um, and if you guys write in we'll read your letters
1: on air and discuss them immortalizing you forever <laughs> Join the pantheon of champions. Sold. I think, I don't know, i got a rumbly-tumbly. And I think the only thing to satisfy this hunger, it it's just feels like a hunger I've been building for more than seven months.
2: Uh, yeah. Does yeah. it rhyme with beaten lamedos?
1: I think I want some treat meat. And I'm gonna try so hard, dude. I'm cracking it. <laughs> I think it's time for some. God, we just haven't had this in a while. It feels like magic. I think it's time for some meat and potatoes. It's time. It's time, let's, guys. Let's dig into 248. Can
2: like, you believe this is out? I can. It's amazing. Dude. I'm holding it in my hands. I'm weeping. Does it
0: smell like warehouse?
2: It smells like COVID.
1: It does smell good. Beautiful. Print. In my hands. So, Tim, yeah. How's that skin re- smell?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sm- <laughs> smells like mercury and tears. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I I meant tears in general, but then I thought, wait, these are probably built in a sweatshop, so it's probably more literal than I thought. Oh, Lord, you didn't oh. have to go
1: there. <laughs> Oh, I thought that's why you were giggling. Oh, I went too far. Your mind's darker than mine, friend. <laughs> I think it's time we put an end to Malcolm
0: Dragon once and for all. I remember when this cover got posted, and I really love this cover. It's a good cover. And I believe we, at the time, mentioned it was somewhat kind of an homage to like a Juggernaut X Men cover. Right.
2: I don't know the ones. Is that true? Do we ever find that?
0: I I think it was just a similar motif, not so much like a direct homage, because right. it seemed like it would be a odd choice. But mm-hmm. character ripping picture of other character in half is I think something that's definitely been done before. But has it been as done as well? You be you you be the judge.
2: I love captions on the cover. Oh yeah, yeah me too. Yes, in cities. I mean. Ta-
0: um, Titty should talk. I mean, Pete characters should talk.
1: <laughs> I don't have a problem with titties. I think this is fantastic. I love this cover. I love the silhouette of the, you know, vicious circle minions at the bottom. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're they're Go really big. vague.
0: One of them's got googly fingers.
1: Galaxy brain quiz. Who are who is that? Who's at the bottom?
2: Uh, nobody. Yeah. I don't know. There, there's samurai a definitely
1: in the middle get
2: out of here how do you know that
1: the hair
0: <laughs> i mean she does have similar hair but yep i mean i'm
1: i'm sorry I she know. does have hair <laughs> i'm sorry that i know and you don't that's all don't be <laughs> jealous that's samurai right in the middle because i'm so cool and i know and also we have uh those are the claw hands of just kidding i can't keep it up i'm about to laugh i'm about to ruin my own bit
2: I love that he's still doing the taglines on the bottom. Yes. Like the Gathering Storm and stuff. In fact,
0: I want to say 252 is the first one without it because it's doing its own thing. Yeah. Because that's been happening for like a year at this point.
2: Yeah, it's been great. Good stuff.
0: It started in um, 244 with the Powerhouse issue.
1: What is Josh Icorn? Real estate novelist a reference to okay, no idea I can tell you yeah. okay
0: it's a piano man reference it's a, a what? It's piano man, by billy joel uh it's a, it's a it's a lyric
2: gotcha
1: that is the only time the one and only time Billy Joel knowledge will be a, a positive in your life wow I you. wow, you're I just you. shitting on
0: the man, aren't you I am son let me tell you a story. When I was uh-huh. 12 years old, I loved Billy Joel. And uh-huh. now I'm a grown-ass 37-year-old, and I still love Billy Joel. I'm going to buy it. Goodnight, I Saigon is a banger.
1: I think it's an act to try and get chicks. I
0: believe by Billy Joel No once. girl on Earth <laughs> likes you because you like Billy
1: Joel. Billy Joel's mom. Come on. Listen. Listen. <laughs> I won't hear it.
0: You hear me? You don't badmouth the Joel man in my house.
2: Uh, You go to any bar and you play Piano Man and all the chicks will sing it.
0: But yes, if it says real estate novelist, it's probably a Billy Joel reference. Because that is a very prominent line in that song.
1: Well, that's a good cut. I'm glad somebody knew the story. And more interesting to me than anything is that Craig walked past Billy Joel, so that's dope. Yep. I do think that's was cool. he coming yeah. out
0: of rehab.
2: <laughs> no, he. I was working in Boston at the time, and he was right near my work. He was just walking with some guy. I don't know. I noticed him right away. I'm not a fan or anything, but I was like, oh, "I'm Joel." I'm surprised. My be,
0: being a music man.
2: That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's got what, taste. What is, more than Elton John. You know what? I'm just. I think I. I was burnt out on Billy Joel because of a the '80s and b. Because every time you're in a bar and someone puts on one of his songs, my eyes just want to roll in the back of my head. When everyone's singing along, it just annoys me. Italian Restaurant (laughs) is... Because I am such a happy, cheerful dude. Italian
0: Restaurant (laughs) is my favorite song of all time.
2: I am not a fan of dueling piano bars Mm -hmm. and things like that. Just not not a fan.
1: I was going to say, what Roger Rabbit scene was that that you were in that had dueling pianos?
2: There's dueling piano bars... You if if you look for them, you'll find them in every major city, and it's wow. like a tourist thing. And
1: I, I do not, not want to be in that. I don't want to. Sounds that. like paradise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that concludes the Billy Joel cast. Um, back to <laughs> Savage Dragon. I love uh, the cover, but Brothers, I feel like we're treated to not only an awesome interior splash of like you know Dart and the crew charging at a stronghold penitentiary but then this double page spread oh
2: just the sheer amount of characters
1: yes dude
2: there i honestly i love that first page i like the spread yes. but i love that first page because you got the the stronghold penitentiary in the background like mm-hmm. darts wild eyes like just flying at the screen i mean you open up the book and you're like god damn like yeah. you know they're breaking out coming just, at you it's,
1: it's awesome. It's weird the, the, how they get to keep their superhero suits in prison. Hey, dude. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to see a bunch of assholes in orange jumpsuits. I'm I, glad.
0: I don't know, because remember, wait, 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 because this happens all the time. Stronghold Penitentiary Breakouts. That first big one, remember the one mm-hmm. where Star and Dart had to get rescued by Mighty Man? I think yeah. they were all in prison jumpsuits in that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that uh, one. I think
2: a lot of these characters weren't in the prison. They were breaking them out. Oh, that makes sense. Maybe maybe they brought their costumes. I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah. There you go. Well, they but, definitely uh, confiscated samurai's underwear. Right so <laughs> I don't think everybody was allowed to have all of their superhero costumes, Jim.
0: <laughs> but uh, we got some famous faces that we haven't seen in a while, like Roughneck, who is uh, not Roughneck. I'm a f- no. fucking idiot. Rogue <laughs> Trooper. Right, tro- wait. Rogue Trooper.
2: That's Rogue Warrior, Rogue Warrior,
0: mm. God damn it! <laughs> Rogue Warrior go, go, go. is such a cool design because he's kind of got a dragon thing going on, and I guess he yes, might dude. even have a kind of OMAC thing
2: going on too. Yes, dude. Yes. You do you remember when Dragon like dressed up like him? That like, famous on that,
0: yeah. and I think that was like that was like the first time he
1: like uh, like the character was created specifically for that gag.
0: Dude, I, th- I want to say
1: one of the best gags of all time, is yeah. him just hiding his fin in that mohawk. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it. Dude. And, the, and then then uh, Super Patriot touches him and then his fingers are covered in paint.
1: Yeah. You got
2: the green smudges after like the red paint came off and you saw the green underneath.
0: But I think he's a cool design. Well, he's a cool design yeah. because he's a dragon design, but I think you know...
2: He's a tough dude, too. In a
0: book that is running out of like, like running out of like tough guys that Dragon can fight, or Malcolm can fight, I think Warrior would be a good choice to beef up a bit. Dude, there's goddamn Bronn speaking of that. Yep, bronze here. He's a big boy. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: There's a good mix of, like, 20-year-old characters and some of the newer 10s. Yeah,
0: there's, uh, there's Fountainhead and his laser eye.
2: Yes, dude, <laughs> yes! I love, I love there. I love, um, like, the African-American woman. I think she's just Warrior, actually. The one that kind of looks like... The Femme Fatale Marvel character. I thought of... cyber I, th- I thought she looked
0: yeah. a lot like uh, Battleax from, you know, The Ass Down. Yeah,
2: or Big Barda or something like that. Yeah.
1: Who's my boy with it's the cool. exposed brain? I love him. He's Malcolm split Era, head. too.
2: Yeah, well, he's kind of... The one on the right head. in the
0: double page? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know
1: him. What, what's his name? Splithead. Split Is that his name? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's goddamn so, awesome. So, on the
2: first page, we have Dart, Fountainhead, Iron Jaw who's cool. He's kind of a newer guy. Uh, we see Ragdoll's pants. Remember that guy that looks kind of like Raggedy Ann? Oh, yeah. That yeah.
3: Guy? <laughs>
2: we see his little stripy pants on the first page. That's right. Um, Roadblock, who's been around forever, who's kind of like that rock guy. He's kind of cool. Um, of course, Rogue Warrior and Samurai. We talk about that tech head guy, who's like the green robotic head guy. Who's just always in the background is kind of like a scribble,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He the never, guy he's in like he Rogue Warriors' armpit.
2: Up. Yeah, And we see Lightning Bug. I mean, I, I feel thought like the last, I thought she reformed
0: and joined the SOS. I guess she yeah,
2: back up a two hundred. Remember, she was like she was like bad, and then they were like, "Oh, you should join the SOS," but I guess she yeah, like you said, Cause didn't didn't work
1: out. I'm fell on hard times. Who's
0: man. the Medusa looking character? Wild hair. Is she new or is she old? No,
2: I believe she was in Freak Force a lot. Oh. I wanna say.
0: And then there's this one guy with the tentacle wrists I think we've definitely seen before.
2: Yeah, that's Wrath. He's kinda like Omega Red. Yeah. I wanna say his first appearance is maybe like a hundred issues back. I think Green Fire Guy is brand new. No, that's Bile. He's been around. He's just always in like that group of baddies. Never gets his own real screen time.
1: Is this a magma lord's legs that we're looking at? I thought it might. Yeah,
2: vol- volcanic. It's the woman, volcanic. right? The vault Yeah, she's unique too, right? Because like she's not really a freak. She's just from the race of underground people. The- yeah, the, the magmites or whatever. I, there's two different guys, I forget. She's either one or the other. It's two different races.
0: But uh, it is cool to see all these villains together. It, these breakouts are always fun, just to just to see. Of course, it also sucks, because uh, Chicago's got no one to stop them this time. Because uh, ever, everyone got sent to Canadia.
2: No. Oh, I love the close-up on Braun on that double page. Yes, dude. Yes. No nose. Big, chunky, inked teeth.
1: Kirby teeth. Oh, so good. Fat fucking teeth, dude. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, this this is 10 out of 10. Like, I got my money's worth just in these first three <laughs> pages. I was like, oh, yeah! Oh! So good. I, I love the,
2: the samurai ass, like, sideways monkey mouth going on.
1: <laughs> hey, man, it's cheeky. It's I, funny, is that like I put this so this was in the five page like preview and so I put it on Twitter and I was like, Yes, this book's still published and still kicking ass 28 years strong, baby. And like most people were like, Wow, you know, cool, like awesome. And I had the one dude, he's like, Guess someone forgot their underwear. <laughs> I was like, All right, dude, come on now. It's not Where's Waldo with vaginas, or is gotta it say, like. It is, actually.
2: The, the coloring looks great digital and in print. Yes.
1: Yeah. that's, that's It looks thing.
2: different in both.
1: Nikos is fucking a legend because I'm telling you, there's a decrease in dudes that know how to. I read another book. I'm not going to say what it is, but I bought another book this recent Wednesday that I picked up this and, like, another book, and I was just reading it, and I was thinking to myself, I know this shit was not meant to be this dark. This is oversaturated. Just muddled. Yeah, it it just turned to mud. And I'm thinking to myself, man, it is actually freaks me out that, like, you've got, like, working pros that apparently don't know how to print or color for print. And they're getting work. And I'm just like, what the hell? Anyway, I won't shit on them to build Niko's up. I'm just saying, like, I appreciate the hell... Out of somebody who their work looks so damn fantastic in print or digital.
0: So, moving along, we got um Frank Jr. and Alex, who is showing gray. She's a lot a grayer fox. than last time. It's, it's a good look.
1: Silver Fox, baby.
0: Yeah, I like that. I like that he's aging her. Um, it, 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 I don't remember her being this this gray when we last saw her. Maybe she just stopped dying.
1: I mean, yeah, it could be Dragon's not around. You know what I mean? Yeah, you because no because Dragon
0: it. cares about hair.
1: <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. Like she's still like the way Angel describes her. She's pining away. So, yeah, dude, she's just not trying.
0: So remember a million million years ago when we talked about two forty seven. And I was concerned about the fact that Angel had been stabbed through the abdomen. God damn it!
1: (laughs) Solidaire.
0: The stomach. (laughs) Right. Uh, And that that seemed like a serious injury, and I think you both sort of played it off as, Nah, she's fine.
1: Dude, you called it. You you get
0: the glow. You called it. But I don't think I'm happy about the fact that I, I won this round. Because, once again... We're back to that Freaked freak out. out well, which I, of course, this time, for real, it's the last dose, I'm sure.
1: Hey, I just, get, I, hope so. I just get the feeling that you can't go to that well too much. He's not a man that likes to go to the well that often, so it's fine. Come on. Come on, man.
0: This is the one time he can go to the well as often as he wants. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I will say that I had ra- I would rather okay listen if we have to choose between angel being paralyzed and him going to that well, go to that well bro see like,
0: a long time ago, I had a dream huh? that Angel would become the new super patriot okay. with her with her American motif and all that and be- I remember being being super strong and punching Nazis sure. wouldn't sure. have this been a great time to give her some cybernetic legs? Yeah,
1: hey, you know Jim. I mean, but hey, I'm not Eric Larson. It's, it's all good, dude. I'm okay with this. But that would be cool, but you know, hey, we're readers, man. Not writers. We're we're, we're reading this. I think hey,
2: I just go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, no, go ahead. You.
2: No, I don't want to shift it because I have something else to say real quick. But
1: well, I was uh, going to say is I do like this. Um, I like just the you know Malcolm and his toboggan and you know, there's their family doctor and, you know, they they don't just go straight to that well. I like that they build up to it, you know, Malcolm's like, sort of like, oh man, my wounds will heal up and I'll be normal, but barring some kind of miracle and then, you know, Maxine breaks because she kind of, like, knows what he's getting at, you know. I just thought that was good comedy.
2: Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to jump back to the Alex thing because I looked it up real quick. She was born in 72, so when, like, the book first came out she was like 21 and now she's you know 40. pushing she's 40 which is crazy
1: still doable
2: oh yeah but i'm <laughs> just saying it's just it's crazy she's two years from being 50 like just the real time aspect of this and just realizing that is kind of mind-blowing
1: yeah i mean that's what makes the book fantastic man is your favorites and i love alex i think she's fucking awesome um hey man your favorite's you can't hang on to him forever you know actually even
2: Frank Jr. is kind of getting that receding hairline like his father
1: he's got that widow's peak already doesn't he yep he's going to hook up with a girl named Mildred (laughs) (laughs) just really following his old man's footsteps you know blackmail his cousin (laughs) calm down Frank Jr.
2: that doctor has been around in previous issues right I think so yeah he's their family doctor yeah
1: Yeah, that's
0: right. He's been dealing with basically every medical emergency these people have had since they got to Canada.
1: Yeah, I mean, and what's funny is he he kept this guy. What's funny is this doctor, who we don't know his name immediately, think how, like, what a secret keeper he's proven to be. Because, like, even when the public, like, didn't know, like, what had happened. Because remember, Malcolm, uh, I mean, uh, Angel got fucked the fuck up by uh, Scourge. And they pulled off the miracle, like, basically brought her back from death using Malcolm's blood, then a dose of freakout. And uh, right. this doctor, he kept that shit under his hat, dude. The whole public was coming for the miracle cure. It was the cover where they won Malcolm's blood, remember? Right. So, so I'm just yep. saying, dude, this doctor's like, he's a trooper, dude. He's true blue. Dr. Figbomb. Figbomb. Two, 233, 234, 238, 240, and now 248 if he ever gives up his life of doctoring and becomes a wrestler, his finishing move could be called the fig bomb. I'm just saying. (laughs) Just saying. Um, Important to note that, and it plays a part in his story, uh, Maxine wanted to use this freak out that's going to save Angel's life. She wanted to use it to depower Maddie, who kind of is too young, can't control her lightning powers. Maxine's terrified that Maddie's going to kill her. So, it's interesting Maxine, you know, reluctantly, she's not really what you call like kind about it, but she reluctantly makes this sacrifice of her own well-being to bring Angel back from like, you know, paralysis. So, not not a heroic moment, but still she made the better call there in the end.
2: Right. I mean, really what choice do you have? You have to do it. Yeah. But uh I am really glad that freak out was gone hopefully after this.
1: It yeah, we, like. we should have a conversation when we get there. We we totally should. Um, say put a pin in that for like when we get to that moment. Sure. Because I think, especially the way Jim hates it, I think it's worth talking about for sure. Um, I love these two shit golems, don't you guys?
2: Yes. Blossom I, and Dumpling. You
0: gotta wonder if they're the stuff they're talking about. Where one of them is telling the other they should put out more. <laughs> Suggest that they put out some. Do you right. think? That, do you think they're just bullshitting each other Uff. and are crazy, or they're literally they freaks be. in Chicago willing to go with the shit golems?
1: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is how does Jimmy look? he's like, yeah, baby, come on over. <laughs> you know what I mean,
2: dude? Just look at like the weird stringy slop coming out from between their legs. It's so gross. I'm Craig.
1: Like, preg- I wish. I wish I didn't already see that. I that's w- so. I'm gross. pretty
0: sure Jimmy is one of the other uh, next generation vicious circle guys. I think it might be the Octopus Kid. Oh no, that's uh, Whalen Whipple. Oh right. Oh, oh maybe I'm wrong uh, about Jimmy, that. Jimmy,
2: I think is the cutthroat guy. Oh, oh right, that makes Jimmy's more sense. Okay, yeah.
1: There you go. Goddamn. Wow. I know it was <laughs> one of them. Okay. Well, you know what? Why
2: can't they just wear like suits? <laughs> Like everybody else wears suits. Why do they have to just be sloppy drippy shit all the way I the place still like? want to know if they're actually like
0: human or if dung has somehow imbued life into shit somehow.
1: Dude, that's what I'm saying. Dung having these two shit golems makes dung infinitely crazier like as a character. And I I you, too cuz I remember dung? when his when his wife left
0: him, he said he made them for her.
3: Yes. Mm. <laughs> That's what Do you I mean. think
2: he made them before for her because he cannot get out of his suit, right? So he can't like his wiener won't come out unless he's got a little like <gasps> wiener door in his like metal suit. <laughs> I think we the, broke Raven.
1: The dung wiener hatch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because obviously, right, he doesn't need to shit because it doesn't mean he just probably shits in the costume. Right, so he doesn't need to hatch the shit.
1: Down. Yeah. I agree that he didn't have to. But can you imagine like how's he get the food to his face? He's got to use those shit cannons.
0: Yeah, he's got no hands.
1: I just imagine shit doesn't bother this guy cuz no. he lives with shit golems. He shoots shit everywhere. Yeah. He's pretty immune. Maybe
2: he doesn't need to eat. Maybe he just ingests whatever.
0: Yeah, he just absorbs it from from whatever dimension it comes from. All the nutrients Dun- left behind
1: dung's incredible that's all i'm saying is dung is an incredible character because the more you think about him the crazier it gets and i know yeah. you're not supposed to but it is so but just
2: fun. the no hands thing in general it's just like you know seven tubes that shoot shit and <laughs> a lot of times when he draws those tubes it still has like residue all in them and stuff
1: they're dripping yeah a lot yeah. of the times
2: and then his shit kids are just like making shit footprints all over his house Dude, you said There's why don't they wear costumes
1: that's why because yeah. like what would you wear that would contain shit it wouldn't be stained and just soak into
2: it like Ugh. just some kind of like sealed up Tyvek suit thing
1: Would do you imagine like their logo like on their icon would just be like a circle with a turd on it
2: just, just be like the poo emoji
1: <laughs> just a swirl a snake turd <laughs> oh my god serve. Yeah, I think it's. I think they're awesome characters, and I love them. So and odd. I don't so want them odd. to go away. I love the smup. <laughs> yes. Dude. Punches a smup. Their sibling fights crack me up too. Like, cause they're just like shitty sisters, you know, just like mad at each other and stuff. I hate you. Get your hands off me, you smelly piece of shit. It's so
2: good. I. Yeah. I love. I love 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 the, Don. Which is the dung dialogue. Yeah, exactly. You get classic dung dialogue in this.
1: Settle down. You Settle lie. down. You lie.
2: <laughs> old day. You'll wreck the apartment Oh day. So Where's your mother when I really need her? Today.
1: But We gotta say, I'm sorry. I'm sure many Savage Dragon fans already know it. It's well-worn territory, but... For you listeners who may not know, Dung is based on the late DJ uh, that Eric actually knew, Dung, was his name. I'm not sure and, if you knew him or just listened to him on um, the radio. It confirmed that he would come and visit the studio. He was a friend of uh, a guy that Eric had a studio with.
0: Uh, oh, probably Al Gordon.
2: Yeah.
1: And the okay.
0: reason that is is because I'm reading another Legion of Superhero comic Gordon wrote, and there's a Dung mm-hmm. reference.
2: So. yeah, he was on K-Fog in San Francisco and you can listen to some of his recordings and they're freaking bizarre. They're awesome.
1: They're awesome. You you really have to cuz the he's, way I read this in my mind was nothing like the way he sounds. And so yeah. you got to listen to it.
2: I, he's like a DJ in the vein of Wolfman Jack. And <laughs> yeah. I got that crazy like gravelly voice and just I don't know. Talks fast and furious. He's probably one of the funnest DJs you could listen to on, you know, at the time.
1: Settle down. You, I don't fight with your sister. You wreck the apartment. Oh, day. <laughs> you know, like that. Oh, day. Yeah, he's got a weird way of talking, dude. I love it. Um, so we gave Dung so much love. I want to say, uh, I think Angel's hotter as a dragon. I think I think
2: She's that, all beefy.
1: Yeah, dude. Isn't it funny that, like, she just got jacked? Look at her super jacked this arms. is
0: This is a... This is a, uh... Look into the future for when
1: yeah. Amy grows up. Yeah. Or Jackson. Like, you know how big Jackson's arms are gonna be? <laughs> Diesel!
0: I gotta say one thing that's always been kind of funny to me. I think we've yeah. talked about this before. Like, when you... Get the blood transfusion, your fin grows in quick,
3: yeah but when you heal hair.
0: but when you heal normally like Malcolm has to, his fin don't grow in quick I guess and I think we speculated it had to do with like it being such a shock to the system it like puts your healing into overdrive, yeah, it overwhelms the human body right, and that's why you explode, yeah yeah probably because it just keeps going
1: yeah that's so that what makes I, that I mean, makes sense I mean you can imagine like the physical transformation you're losing all your hair. You're growing a cartilage fin on your fucking head. And you usually become... Your musculature becomes jacked up. Your pigment changes color. Like, that's a lot of physiological change, you know? In, in like, a pretty rapid fashion, too. But you feel really, really good until you blow up.
2: Yeah. I do love that they have to stab the tongue because, like... Yeah. The hide
1: is too tough. Her
0: most vulnerable area. What you think about it? Put it in behind the eyeball.
1: Isn't it kind of crazy cuz like if Malcolm like was eating like a cupcake with like a poison dipped like barb in it and it like you know scraped his tongue he could get poisoned. Isn't that weird?
0: Uh he'd heal the poison. He's got oh, the yeah, healing factor. healing factor. Yeah, you're right. But you're right. Life. They should target his tongue with blades that'll hurt him
1: <laughs> i mean dart could so what now wiener what now dung hatch dung wiener hatch <laughs> I mean, they, they could,
0: he could totally do a, a reverse open face and like someone could like bite his tongue out of his head
1: i'm just saying if dart was to uh get this knowledge oh you i mean think throw, oh oh i see what you're saying just throw a dart in his mouth yeah it was freak out a freak out dart or something right in yeah. malcolm's mouth then goddamn he'd be fucked you see what i'm saying right now who's awesome? Me, because I thought that. I'm just saying <laughs> it's awesome. I do love the perspective on the tongue panel, where like the teeth yeah. are just right up in your face, and like you can see Frank Junior. in the background.
0: Yep. See those <laughs> dragon fangs.
1: Which it's interesting to note. I hadn't even thought about that until we were just now talking it. But kind of think about that. That's Frank Junior. witnessing a major weakness. I'm sure he'll turn evil any day now. Jim you don't know he could be squeezed for cash anything could happen you were right about Angel being paralyzed what if I'm right I'm just saying it could happen you're right
0: it could happen
1: (laughs) insect and samurai these are two designs that I they are
0: good designs but
1: we the very first panel does sort of illustrate a
0: problem with Bugs design Look! Look! Is it insect or bug? It, it's insect. It's insect. Did I say bug? You did. All right, insect.
1: Look at her head. Look at her face. Yeah. So. Wh- which end is up? The chin is facing the left of the page. Well, obviously,
0: but I'm just saying, at a glance, you can't really tell.
1: <sighs> Jimothy, I disagree. ah, you can
2: tell because it's got the little pointy eye things.
1: It's also smaller. Her mouth is smaller than... But that could just be
2: perspective.
1: But it's not. But it's not. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's a problem. I don't. I don't think it's a problem. I think it's fine.
2: I love how it opens up with stupid cunt. (laughs) Yes. Damn. It's pretty extreme. (laughs) I, I gotta say, I do love that they're getting screen time. Yes. I love that some of these characters who we see a lot of... But we don't get a lot of dialogue from or getting some screen time. I hope they become like the next, you know, skull face and cutthroat. Yes. Yes. Like darts, right hand people. I feel like Samurai kind of has been. Yes, dude. But I want more story, man. I want to, you know, what's under that mask? You know, what's their story?
1: You'll see one day. Like, that's what's cool, is that, like, or maybe you'll never see, but... You might not ever. You it's might... a good chance of both. <laughs> yeah, you might not ever see, or... One like, what's day.
2: their powers?
1: You know, uh, we've it's seen unclear. Insect do stuff. Insect can wall
2: crawl, can't she? She can, like, stick? Yeah, I think so. Which would make sense.
1: Samurai, on the other hand, I've never seen her do anything other than just be strong. I think. Or am like, I Like, what's that
2: gas mask about? Does she have, like, problems breathing or something? Is she, like horribly scarred
1: maybe she's fucking ugly who
0: knows maybe she's the most beautiful woman on earth and she doesn't look, care
2: for it
1: dude it could be the angel well, fake out. That,
2: wasn't that kind of like one of the theories floated with like um dr doom back in the day right. it was like he had like a small scar but he was like a handsome guy
1: right yeah and yeah. then
2: they someone you know changed it
1: Yeah, they went and retconned it, but he the the small scar ruined the perfection of his looks, and so he hid his face,
2: which is a way better reason.
1: Yeah, way way better. Um, Dart is awesome as shit. I like how she you see her like insect and samurai are ready to fucking kill each other, and Dart just telling them to stop. They stop. Like it just really sells Dart as a badass. Well, Dart was a pretty good leader,
0: except for the crazy part. Um, although now she doesn't have the God Sword to keep everyone in line, so she's kind of got the Antonio Sagetti problem of uh, not having the muscle to back up her back up her our uh, bra- brains.
1: I think she's still pretty fucking lethal, dude. The way she can ninja around and explode people with her darts.
0: Still, though, I mean that was, I mean. Segetti was never, you know, physically impressive, so definitely she has an edge up on him. But she's yeah. still just human. These two superhumans could probably kill her pretty easily, if they really put effort in. But clearly, they still respect her from her days as being the vicious circle leader head. Yeah.
2: But she she was she's probably about as powerful as Batman. Honestly, she's trained by Sergeant Mar- Marvel, who is kind of a Batman. I'm spy. not
0: saying she's not capable. I'm just saying that. This has been an ongoing problem with your human-based characters, especially within the Vicious Circle. It's pretty it's pretty uncommon for there to be a non-powered Vicious Circle member because yeah. freaks are so, uh,
2: well, they get into fistfights all the time because they're crazy. You're yeah. witnessing it, I, though, I, baby. I, I just, I do think it works, though. Like, as much as Batman can be, like, one of the main Justice League characters, I feel like Dart can use her kind of. I'm not saying Martial that she couldn't
0: beat one of these two, but I'm not sure she could
2: beat both of them. Uh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm they, not sure. I, I just know like this. to think that she's pretty cunning. I know this. They fell in fucking line. Well, that's what I'm saying,
0: is she's got credibility because she was, she was, there. they were, I recall, they were like her second in commands when she was the VC head.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So they have at least enough respect for her there. Even, But she still is. Yeah, but she also had the godsword then which really helps yeah. keep your keep your soldiers in line. When
2: Remind me, what happened to the gods? Dragon
0: broke it. Or Malcolm broke it. Honestly, it was kind of anticlimactic. Because <laughs> he just caught it and snapped it because apparently it didn't have any strength in the sides.
2: I don't even remember that. Yikes.
1: <laughs> I think it's cool. Here we just see Dart fucking breaking up their fight with just her words and she tells them, "Hey, look, dudes, we got to get the fuck out because America sucks, and they're gonna bomb Chicago with freak out, which is fucking crazy." Which is in- it is
0: interesting because she is non-powered; she would not be affected by this. So clearly, putting these people's you know interests in ahead might actually help a lot to you know make her seem like a capable leader because well, sure. she's she's the one person who like really acknowledges the problem, even though it doesn't directly affect her.
2: Well, it does affect her, though. Because
0: oh, right, her whole that's army's right. She's going to be turned to.
2: She's half shark humans. right now. Well, that, that too, but I'm saying if if all the vicious circle gets freaked out, then she's got nobody to be her minions or to. You telling you know, me an army she, of Batman? She lost her whole gang. Huh? She told me, you just said she's, like, Batman, like, skilled. You telling me she couldn't put together an army of Batman? Put together? No, I don't think she could. No. Did. I think she needs superpower freaks to, to do her dirty work in business because she can't be everywhere. Right. She needs to run the city.
1: Another plot point that's real easy to forget: um, Dart has a shark baby. She a does. A shark dragon. A shark dragon baby. And so, if it's freaked out, then it's less potent and less powerful. And clearly, she cares about like the powers and the. So, yeah, that's another reason to get the fuck out of Chicago.
2: Well, but like Jim said, too, she also has the shark powers. She doesn't care
0: for oh, them, I that, believe.
1: that's right.
0: Guy, yeah. I she, she got bit by a radioactive shark man. Is she immortal? I don't remember. I, I don't know if she... I can't remember if she took the... the Little Rascal's blood, blood, right? She was trying to get at it. I don't know if she ever got it.
1: Oh, I'll, we should hey, be better than how this. How come
2: Super Patriot isn't like a shark guy?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> he did get mauled. <laughs> or but, dragon. Yeah. Well, dra- Dragon's immune. Yeah, Dragon wouldn't be impacted. Super Patriot would. But you don't want, the thing is, is you don't want Mako, like anybody who gets his, I think it's got to be like blood transfusion, right? Like you can't just be I, like. I'm
0: making a joke,
1: but I, I actually can't
0: remember how she got her shark powers. I'm going to get on the wiki and find out.
1: Yes, please. Right now I know like I'm gonna, the. No, I'm pretty I'm sure, sure bear- she got
2: bit by Mako when they when she, before she killed yeah, him. Yeah, when she the cut ga- him with the God Sword, and she, he nicked her.
1: Does the Gavins pre- and the Wellzers of the world are going berserk right now.
2: <laughs> For the listeners, uh, But you're right, uh,
1: if that's the case, why <laughs> why net, why only her? Those are two
2: super New fans. You people are like who are the Gavins and Welsers.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's those are just two super fans. Uh Gavin is the editor and maintains the wiki. And uh Welzer is just a bum. Just a bum. <laughs> just a dirty bum. No, I'm He just knows his shit, too, so. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Um, We can buy a little screen time for you while you do your research. I love Little Finn Malcolm being in the book. (laughs) I love it, dude. I wasn't
2: sure we were going to get it when he had the little hat on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was, like, folded over or whatever, but, like, here it is. (laughs) And Maxine clearly still relying on alcohol. You know, clearly drunk. Yeah, just
2: hiccuping a lot, I guess.
1: Yeah, the, you know. And just being weird and corny, like, you know, look at your little fin. And he's like, uh, I can't. It's on my head. <laughs> I, I, I can't look at my little fin. Knee sock. Just kidding. Crab meat. I'd love to crab meat.
2: Those pet names are off. Though. I
1: am not a fan.
2: Mostly because oh, of how bad it. they are.
1: Shut up. Is this how couples talk? I don't think I'm into that it is it is all the time you just don't know what love is until someone calls you crab meat or dog food and you just don't know that's how you know you've really reached a new level see first there's physical intimacy then there's emotional intimacy and then there's incredibly absurd nickname intimacy and that is the third and final that's how you know Eric is signifying to us that these two are at a level of love that most of us will never achieve. They can call each other dumpster fire and they stay together. Yeah, it's okay. There, uh skin flute. You know, that's what they call each other. <laughs> little nickname. Whatever you say, Beaver Dam. So, but yeah, I love that we got the uh, Paul Paul Dragon Malcolm like with the little fin. For again, new listeners, it's a classic uh, savage dragon. It, it's, is a not ex- it's
0: not exactly like the paul dragon fin. The paul dragon fin yeah. is more of a more of a ridge. Right, it's like right. a it's like a poop laid across your forehead.
1: <laughs> it is though. You yeah. I'm it sorry. Is. It's like if somebody rolled dough and laid it right up the middle of your head. That would be... But it's
2: weird because he's got certain angles back in the day where he turned his head and it looked flat, but then, like, straight on, it looks, like, wide.
0: Yeah. It is weird how he reads more bald with it so short. He reads... He doesn't... You know, because these guys don't have hair. Dragon and Malcolm have never had hair, but, you know, you never really think about it because you got the fin taking up the space.
1: So, um, I love... Love love, love, love that we get the return of Malcolm's childhood gems.
0: Yep. Dude. It, yeah.
1: Way the fuck overdue.
0: Johnson. Finally, the Johnson twins. Johnson twins have arrived. And the Janies. Okay. Craig's gonna say that he's won the bet. But I have a... I have a follow-up. What? Alright.
1: What? Okay, clarify the for Liz. Wait, wait. So,
2: So let's just talk about... The long-standing,
1: yes, please, because nobody, nobody's gonna Johnson know. twins, who I like
2: to bring up every other episode, because <laughs> I really wanted to see them come back, right? And I wanted to see the messed up uh, Johnson twin. What's his name? Is it Mark or which one is it? Uh, Peter. or
0: Mark? Uh, P- uh, Peter is the ugly one, and Mark is the handsome one.
2: So, I need to know why these kids are like they are. Why is Peter all messed up?
0: Well, see, that's always been your big sticking point is
2: you have believed that because
0: he's ugly, his face is messed up, that signifies something of importance. Because they were both conceived while while, um, their dad was possessed by dragon. So, in fact, we find out here that they both have gained superpowers. They're now strong, super strong. As a result of this coupling, yeah. So,
2: to quote them, it messed with our DNA. It's like, so they got yeah. So Dragon's strength somehow got mixed up in the DNA. Right.
0: So they aren't chosen ones, but they do have. It's like when dragon was made powerless, where he was still strong, but he was he no longer had his healing. Right. So it's, I, I I take it as kind of a similar thing where they are strong. They have they have dragon strength.
2: And you don't think the messed up one has anything to do with dragon you think he's just no no, up
0: no 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 I, because... I don't right exactly I don't think he's messed up because of any reason of his birth I think he just some people are born ugly <laughs> um, but you always seem to imply that because he looked different
2: he would have like he would be a special one but we uh-huh. find out here they are both special no I always thought they were both special I just I just thought his look had something to do with dragons interfering with J- William Johnson's body
1: I guess what I think is I think that Rita Metermaid is, like, not... Is it Metermaid? Am I saying that right? Yes. Rita. Yeah. Rita is obviously... Needle song. She's meant to be a hot character. And so, and William's a kind of an ugly, scrawny dude. So I guess that my theory is that one of them got the dad's genes and he's an ugly ass. And the other one got the mom's genes and he's handsome. Yeah. That's always kind
0: of how I took it. I mean, they're obviously not identical twins. One of them has black hair and the other has brown hair. So they're fraternal, not identical.
1: One of them's got, like, fucking ridges in his nose and the other one's handsome. Yeah, they're they're definitely (laughs) not identical. Well, to be
0: fair, you can have identical twins with different features. It's just uncommon. You know, things can happen in the womb.
1: Did I ever tell you guys that, like, when I was a kid coming up, for some reason there was a fucking absurd amount of twins in my area? Like... A lot, like four or five sets. It's all
2: that it, coal radioactivity. It's
1: weird. It's weird. That's well, you see that
2: on a lot of people that are like taking medication. Twins? To get pregnant. Oh.
0: But I will yeah. say this. The Johnson twins having powers is cool. Yeah. Because this is the big thing that I've been wanting in Malcolm Era Dragon for yonks. Is having the next generation of heroes... Of the last generation come up.
1: Yes, dude. And that is why I'm so thrilled. Because to me, these are very strongly, these characters are very strongly associated with Malcolm in my mind. Right. They had all um, those
0: adventures in Dimension X. They're, they they should be best friends. Yes. But dude. you never see them. They should yes, be dude. Malcolm's core
1: supporting cast, but you never right. see them. Right. Right. It's it's it was it was crazy. And again, like theories, we don't know. We'll speculate. Hey, let's go to speculation town for a second. I feel like honestly, the they would have made this connection sooner, except maybe this move to Canada wasn't meant to be so long term. Right. And then.
2: Well, also, when they came back, they were still kids. Right. So they don't really have a choice of where they live or
1: where they could stay. And they even say here, they're like, oh, we finally got our powers. So, like, they were fucking, they didn't have powers. So, really, other than the Janies, there wouldn't have been too much of a reason to have the Johnson twins around.
0: Hey, you go into Dimension X and survive with no powers, you gotta count for something.
1: Malcolm kept them alive, dude. Yeah, well, still, They were just a little couple of ugly pussies. Counts counts for something.
0: One of them was ugly. Uh, but anyway, they're going by the Crusader, uh, the blue one with the lightning bolt on his chest, and the the Destroyer, the brown one with the kind of the Wolverine color scheme.
1: And yeah, the Jannies are calling themselves Web Slinger and Web Craw- Wall Crawler. Yeah, I love Web Slinger and Wall Crawler, dude, as uh, names. I think that is fucking genius and hilarious, and I think those are great names. I uh, think Destroyer's an awesome name, It is. but Crusader... Nah, well. i'm cold on that one dude yeah, that's, that's lame a, that's a, that's the name of a douchebag it is dude crusader it's like he knows he's
3: handsome
0: mm. <laughs> isn't um it? i do have to say and this is here this is the thing it's one thing for samurai to not be wearing underwear she's a bad guy she's a bad girl oh no i don't understand why the jenny twins aren't wearing underwear doesn't <sighs> sand get in there isn't it just a really bad idea to fight
1: crime with no underwear? Jim, do you hate sexy fun? I
0: mean, I get that's where their webbing comes from, and it kind of has to be open. <laughs> do you hate sexy fun?
1: I thought it was a fair question in light of this criticism. Maybe if the Johnson twins arrived in Speedos. Oh, jeez, the old equality argument. They're hot already. Do you tell me these dudes aren't sexy bastards? One of them?
0: I'm just saying they're they're not going to get sand in their buttholes.
1: Yeah, well if they shot webs out of their dick holes, that'd be probably they'd be have no underwear too, so but they don't <laughs> but they don't. I disagree. I think your argument is invalid. I wanna say two
2: things. I'm amazed that there's still two jannies and Eric somehow. It is so
0: great. I love the Jannies. You call them the Janny twins, but they're not twins. They're the same fucking person.
2: Yeah? Yeah.
0: They're both half well, quarter god, half 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 uh spider woman.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> they ha they both call themselves Janny, so it's like impossible
1: yeah. to The
0: funny thing apart. is I don't think they actually are gonna distinguish which one's web slinger and which one's wallcrawler. I'm pretty sure it's just interchangeable at this point.
1: Yeah. And why should they? I think it's kind of funny. You really don't know who you're looking at. I hope he has some fun with that down the road at some point, like, narratively. Like, you just don't really know which Janie is the Janie that you're dealing with, and they're even just calling each other. they don't have noses. So, you know, really, Ugly
0: Johnson's really in the in the winner column here.
1: <laughs> I mean, is the other-
2: it? I want to see a close up of him, like you know when when Eric usually opens up books, the first page has got like a real
1: close up detail. I don't know that that to...
0: fourth panel is pretty close up.
1: Yeah, I just think yeah. he's got ugly ridges on his nose, dude. I, he, he's he's got a wide he's got a wide nose, yes, and he's very chiseled. He, he's got he's gotten more
2: handsome over time. When he was a kid, man, he looked like a toad. I swear. <laughs> If you look at, like, I want to say around the issue 70s or something like that, Uh when they were kind of like toddlers, he looked like a a 1920s Chicago gangster (laughs) with a body of a toddler.
1: He grew into his ugly looks, dude.
2: See here?
1: (laughs) I'm the ugly one, see? I'm sure we'll
0: grow to love him if he lives.
1: Yeah, I think... He looks definitely more handsome, but he's still got his ugly, rigid nose. I hope they
2: have something more than just super strength, or at least their character's developed really well. Um, Because, A, I like what you guys are saying. Like, they should be kind of best friends for all that they've went through. For sure. I just hope he makes them interesting. Like, I just, I need them to be interesting. They're kind of like, eh, they're, they're heroes. They don't have any masks or anything. Their suits are kind of weird, but they are based exactly on the old kind of Paul Dragon comic.
0: In fact, I think uh, that little stories. that
2: lightning squiggle
0: is very familiar to me. I think in a previous mm-hmm. reprint of like the first appearance of Paul
2: Dragon, I
1: think that exact costume yeah.
2: appears. Verbatim. Yeah, both of their costumes are exact. Yeah, from the old,
1: which I love. I think that's a great uh, take. I want to say that I do think both Crusader and Destroyer have awesome costumes even though they're simple. They kind of like look basic but they are still have a good look and a reader pointed out in the Facebook group that um, Crusader has primary colors and uh, Destroyer has like secondary colors which I think is very cool it's a cool little yeah. touch I like it
0: and of course uh, Maxine can't wait to get into a big sweaty heap
1: <laughs> well remember important to note because i will bring this up later at this point she was drunk and horny and believe it or not that's story arc progression for maxine so we'll bring it. <laughs> I, i'm not joking we'll bring it up later at the end of the issue so this is a sweet panel normally i criticize like photo usage or whatever but i think this looks really cool i think when you use oh it yeah well, that is just a photo Yeah,
2: you're talking about the scene with the the
0: back in Chicago
2: dusting the freak.
1: That jet is
0: not a photo. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Oh, no, that's drawn. But (laughs) that is
0: that is a series of lines.
1: I I love the use of this here. He's done it before, like when Malcolm went to the airport or whatever. So actually, I think like Larson makes good use of it. But uh, yeah, man, kind of an iconic moment. Like here's Chicago been just decimated by freaks since 19 when we started. (laughs) like that cheat and uh 19 jesus h christ yeah like 28 years of chicago being like just decimated by freaks and boom dude freak out like no more freaks
0: i feel like all right this is gonna sound really dumb Uh uh-huh i feel like how do i even phrase this you know what chemtrails are yeah. Yeah. That conspiracy theory. This is literal chemtrails. <laughs> I yeah. feel like that would have a very large psychological effect on people.
1: To get your psych- get to
0: get gassed. Even if you're a normal person, you don't know what the fuck you're breathing in. True. What what if you had a secret? What, what if times, you had though. a secret mutation that you didn't know about that was keeping you alive?
1: I that was always the argument for why not to do it is they didn't well, know how it would affect everyone.
2: Well, I mean, we'll see that in a couple of pages yeah. going forward. Like I remember during the... E- it caused the death of a certain character. During, mm-hmm. during
0: the uh, Vanguard backups, Rock temporarily lost his powers and he had a freaking heart attack
1: Yeah,
2: as a result. And that has always been the excuse, kind of, in the
1: pages of Savage Dragon against, you know, making people normal. Because somebody might die, you know. I mean, think about, like, the guy with fucking horns for eyes. He got lucky. <laughs> <laughs> that when he got gassed, like, something wacky with his eyes didn't happen. Like, he wouldn't have fucking eye stems hanging off his face or something.
2: But I also think it just proves a point. I mean, I think, like, what try to do a Dragon and, and even what Dark kind of said in a couple of panels uh, before is kind of like the country's in the hands of bumbling and that lunatics. So, yeah. you know, it, we're at a point where it kind of, like, just that kind of reasoning is out the door you're you're like, right trump would totally this. authorize chemtrails trails to own the libs <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm just saying it's the I, I mean
2: in a comic book is setting yes i think that's what it's implying is that yeah we've got to do this to keep the aliens out and the freaks out and make america great again
1: yeah yeah it ties right into the narrative is what's so funny like what's funny is it's not even like social commentary it literally just fits what's happening in the comic
2: i love the coloring of these kind of chemtrail green bubbly (laughs) cool I i love the panels of the worm ring it's like all those different guys whatever it's i don't know worm eyes worm whatever ears like a fluke man they all have names. What is it? It's uh, a yeah. Leaping Larry. But then it's Worm Arms, Worm Ears, Worm Eyes, and Worm Hole. <laughs> oh, are these? Is, is this Uglies Incorporated? No, this is the Worm Ring. The Worm Ring. Uh, okay.
0: Oh,
1: I, I, guess I, I, guess I, I didn't realize worm.
0: they were a
2: little crew.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They got a gang. They got depowered though. Confirmed. Just a bunch of losers now. And then what's funny is to just follow that moment up, that pivotal, uh, pivotal, <laughs> that pivotal moment with uh, you know kind of another bombshell, just bombshell after bombshell. That was, that's what makes two forty eight like a really like a barn burner, dude. It's just bombshell yeah. after bombshell. Like it would have been enough to see Chicago de freaked, like depowered, powered, like the with a huge problem plaguing the city for the entire twenty eight years of the book just removed in a few panels, and then we like the very next page opposite a character but it's even more than that this whole issue
2: you go from you know all the the vc guys getting busted out which is a major thing like oh wow you get to see all these guys again you get to see you know uh, angel come back from being paralyzed right you get to see you know uh the uh, mark and peter and Janie as superheroes now for the first time huge
1: cast member upgrade in my opinion
2: it's like every two pages is something major (laughs) yes
1: dude like yes this was a hell of an issue to come back like after the gap like holy shit dude and you didn't even list everything i know like you left off the huge there's more yeah yeah like because we're not there but you didn't even list everything and it's just so much in this issue dude but, uh, but this 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 page is huge. Yes. <laughs>
2: the, the marriage proposal. And she says yes, dude. <laughs> so
0: it's a good thing that Angel has all memories from all realities. Because think about it. Frank says he's loved her since they were kids. This angel wasn't around when they were kids. It was the other angel.
1: Hey, it's the beauty of the all memories thing. It, it ties that up. You don't have to worry about it. I always I, th- I said that was a fucking genius solution yeah that was that a was. genius solution to that problem Jim is literally everyone has everyone's memories so she knows that he's not lying because she has memories of him being around her when she wasn't actually around him I know that's confusing new listeners there was a multiverse storyline that basically. Fixed things in a beautiful way. Normally retcons like Crisis on Infinite Earth go and they try to cut away continuity. They they
0: remove memories.
1: Right. They try to remove things and make it so that things never happened. And then when they're done, they'll present you with okay, this is the truth going forward. Eric had a different solution. What he did is he just basically merged everything and said okay, everything counts. Right. Well,
2: problem was he had multiple characters from different realities right and so it helps to kind of keep that together it just
1: makes it simple but I'm just saying it was a clever retcon that as opposed to what is traditionally done in comics where you remove continuity he just basically said nah all continuity counts don't worry about it savage world past if something happened in the old image universe and now we're in the new universe don't worry about it it all happened every memory matters everyone remembers everything and I was like, oh, dude, that is actually genius because you don't have to worry about keeping track of anything now. If Frank says, I've loved you since we were kids, but this isn't actually the angel he grew up around with, doesn't matter because she knows that he's telling the truth because she remembers.
2: A couple of things I love about this page is simple things that I feel like are it's easy to overlook, but really great cartooning and stuff is just the effort to put in all like that that ceiling type decoration tile yeah uh when frank and angel are talking which is a nice touch and you got john day between them (laughs) it's kind of funny i just noticed that the other thing i like is just the different shots and angles like eric's a master at this i love the panel where like you're looking between the two people at the bar and you can you know you're looking between them the guy's got a little martini in his hand right just the way that eric thinks to like jump around it's just master cartooning yeah. to, to give you different takes on the same scene and, and mix it up and then of course you know the touch of angel turning back into almost like a little girl when she gets proposed to yeah dude. like that almost like that innocence feeling yeah like shock i don't know
1: it's good no that's exactly what it is like a like again he's like i loved you since we were kids and he's like you know when she gets proposed to like boom there's like child angel it's like oh, well, yeah yeah
0: the, 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 the panel with her basically going into um, cartoon angel which we haven't seen in a while yeah. which to be fair was never this angel's deal that was always angel dragon's thing not angel murphy's thing because when angel right. murphy came back from although I guess she was a little no she wasn't she had she had she didn't have doll eyes I don't think she ever had doll eyes not really I think that was like the distinction between them until they got older
1: but you know what doesn't matter no matter doesn't matter everything's good look there you i'm just i'm gonna agree with you i think it is like uh, a masterful sequence like here we have just like what one two three four five six seven panels and yet like you know like you said the ceiling tiles the martini like you know they're in a nice restaurant it's sold to you there he took her to a nice restaurant to propose
2: It's just, it tells you a lot on a page where I think a lot of artists or cartoonists just, I don't know, they wouldn't approach it the same way and it wouldn't have as much power. When you sit there and soak it in and look at it, it's like, there's a lot of thought put into it.
1: Dude, this issue is master class. Not just for the amount of stuff that's happening, but like, when you flip, it's like how much he accomplishes like in a single page. Like, because, you know, again, look at this sequence here. We got Chicago getting freak, de-freaked. We got the wedding proposal. You flip it, fucking dung's dead, and the kids are making a break to Chicago. I'm just saying, holy shit, dude, so much in a single page. It's good, dude.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the whole, like, the kids are driving towards, the, I guess, the border to, to Canada. Right. I love that. I hope Dad got out okay. And it's just kind of like that silent panel of like just the blood kind of oozing out of the, the gun. So he got freaked out, turned back to human, and bled out.
1: Dude, it's sad. And, like, again, just the masterful use of cartooning there. Just like you said, the silent panel. Like, he's just there, dude. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, why do you think he died?
2: Eric explained on Facebook. Did you see? You I
0: guess I, see I didn't there. see his official explanation. I have my assumption Let's hear your assumption
1: before we hear the truth.
0: My assumption was because of the way his suit operates, because if I'm reading his powers correctly, he transports feces from all over the world into his high-pressured suit of armor. So without the the access to the shit, the pressurization basically sucked all of his organs out of him.
2: What what Eric said on Facebook page is that he had severed hands and somehow got changed. Uh, That's how he explained it. So when he got changed back to human, his severed hands bled out.
0: Okay. Oh. Oh, weird. Okay. That's...
2: It is weird. That was basically the explanation. I mean,
0: maybe if, like, whenever whenever he mutated, he, like, lost his hands, and then, like, when he turned back into human, they, like, grew back out, but because he had all these fucking nozzles, they just ripped his hands apart.
2: Who
3: knows?
0: And then he bled out. I I just thought it sucked all of his organs out of his asshole. But, uh, you know... No, Eric's the boss.
1: (laughs) I like them both. I feel sad uh, for Dung being dead. I think he's an awesome character, but I wanted to say I think it is incredibly awesome. If you guys think about it, really, we got to see closure here on so many Vicious Circle, classic Vicious Circle characters. Like, we got to see them be old men, and we got to see them fucking die. We got to see, like, the end of their story. Mako, Skullface, you know, Dung here, and it's just crazy because if you think about it, like, you'll never get to read the final Joker story. You'll never get to read the end of, like, you know, Two-Face. But, man, dude, you read this book, you see where these characters end up.
2: Yeah, it's cool. And you get to see them age, which is cool.
1: Yeah, who would have thought Dung would have made it to gray and old and have daughters? And I don't know, it's just fucking nuts, dude. I love it.
2: I knew, I <laughs> knew that one day he was <laughs> going to have poo daughters.
1: You did not know. You lie. You lie. You did not know.
2: Also, another thing, on this page, another argument for the the poo kids to wear clothes. Is like, how do they drive in the car with these guys? Like, <laughs> just gonna take a long trip from Chicago to Toronto with just giant shitlords in the backseat. Oh, it's got a reek.
1: We also, this is the first confirmation that, uh, Waylon doesn't have powers. We all, we were speculating the whole time. We were like, well, what's it, you know, cause again, every other character is almost a parallel to a previous vicious circle character. But then the whole time we just saw this kid in a toboggan and we knew that he was like uh, octopuses somehow child or something.
2: Yeah. Eric kept faking us out by making him wear like the trench coats, I think. Yeah. If I remember right. Like,
1: well, you kept thinking, man, maybe he's got the like octopuses like up under his coat or something like that. Here he confirms, dude, I'm just a normal dude. I don't even have power. He's just a normal guy.
2: Yeah, then Open Face Junior says that all changes in Toronto, Wayland. You can finally fulfill your destiny and become one of us. So I'm not sure what that means, but
1: one of us.
2: <laughs> how do they activate his powers?
1: I gotta say, um, you get to see uh, Dumpling and Blossom like teasing more about like you know Jimmy. I'm a dumbass. I didn't realize that Cutthroat's kid was Jimmy. So, I'm pretty sure. I'm. I feel real sad for them. Like I don't know. These are sympathetic characters for me for some reason. <laughs> I know they're comedic, but like I feel bad for them because their lives have to be a goddamn nightmare. Everyone has to hate them. <laughs> They'll never know love, dude. They're shit monsters. And like, yeah, clearly they have emotions and they clearly want these things. And I mean, they also can. Sense.
0: They also can live beyond Dung's lifespan. So yeah, he doesn't need to be alive for them to be animated.
1: He doesn't need to be alive. They for have souls. To be <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, dude. It makes me sad. Like, I'm sad for these characters that are probably you're not meant to be, but I feel sad for them, dude.
2: They're definitely tragic humans. Like, not well. I don't know if they're human. That's the
0: thing. I don't even know if Freak Out would work on them if they weren't human to begin with. <laughs> I
2: have a question. I'm not. Do they, if, if they get sprayed with Freak Out, they just turn into like a dog turd.
1: <laughs> I'm not even joking when I ask this. Do you think they could like cover themselves with like fucking dirt and become like swamp thing or something? <laughs> like just grow flowers all over? Uh,
2: they just f- giant fertilizer. Size. I mean, yeah, that dude. makes sense.
1: I'm just saying there might be hope for them. They might become. There's got to be like hundreds of flies crawling all over them. Yeah, dude, wretched. I'm saying to sheer- to be in a vehicle with these goddamn mutants. Ugh. <laughs>
2: And they're just covering everything in shit. Yeah. They just touch everything. Just shit everywhere. Like you said, can you... And these guys are just driving like it's no problem.
1: Can you imagine the fucking flies like... All the time. Like, it'd be a nightmare to even be around them, dude. Yeah. They're awesome. (laughs) They're fucking great. I love those characters. And I love this action scene, dude. I love Malcolm and his bros kicking ass together. Immediately. I didn't think we'd get to see it this issue, and bam, here it is, immediately. They seem to be fighting
0: furry animal mutants. Like the kind um, that... Um, gene um, Tech. Gene, Spider-Man yeah. going big. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, fair point. But yeah, I was thinking more where Buffalo Stew came from. Gotcha, yeah. Which I thought was... Are they a Canadian thing, or are they from Chicago? Gene, t- gene Tech? No, Gene Tech's in Toronto, right?
1: Yeah, Gene Tech's Toronto.
0: Right. Oh, right. That was,
1: uh, that was Scourge's company. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah, all these animals that are running around. mauve Wolfman, all of that. That's gene tech. And
0: uh, we get a fun little conversation about fucking Maxine. Because <laughs> uh, that's what everyone's into these days.
1: Hey, dude, the Janies weren't scared. All the dudes froze up. <laughs> hey, some
0: of, some of us just aren't into... Multiple people.
1: Can you imagine? Like, Intimacy.
0: I, that's what's important.
1: I'm just saying, can you imagine, like, Maxine, a normal human? What a goddamn bizarre, like, orgy. Like, you've got two of the same identical person. <laughs> just like, what the hell? I don't know. Anyway.
2: They shoot webs out of their vagina. Yeah.
1: And you gotta imagine that's gonna come into play somehow. Like, they make a swing. Like, you know what I'm saying?
0: Well, they 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 seem to love uh, putting it in Malcolm's eyes.
1: Yes, dude. <laughs> Squit. That's what I'm saying. And I think it's funny, like little maturity here on Malcolm. Malcolm, what the fuck, Malcolm? Maturity on Malcolm. And again, this is you'll see. I'll bring this up at the end. Like, talk about character growth. Malcolm's not into it. Like he's like, I don't know if Maxine was serious, but guys, I don't want to roll around with any of you. And so it's like, oh damn, dude. So like, you know, it goes to show you that like Malcolm's not like just hell yeah, dude, let's all just fuck. Like he's not like whatever. Like he's like, no, nah, dudes, like, no, I don't I don't want to fuck you, Janie's and you, you guys, like, no. Crusader and destroyer. Get the, get your dinglings out of here. <laughs> I think this is a sinister sequence. It is terrifying. It is I love how Eric sells this sequence. It's dude. almost like that Twilight. Tell it's us
2: a, what sequence. It's al-
0: no, let me just des- let me describe what it's like, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, it reminds me of that Twilight episode with the kid.
3: Yeah, sending oh, people yeah.
0: to the to the. It's like she's like threatening to kill her mom with her lightning powers. It's like she almost knows what she's doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what sells it. So, Maddie, for the listener, we're talking about the six-panel page. Again, Eric in this issue, just an entire page as a scene, and then he moves on. So good. And Maddie is basically the youngest dragon child, and she's got lightning powers, and she can't control them well. It's why Maxine wanted to freak out, and it's why she was terrified. And here comes Maddie with green eggs and ham, basically forcing Maxine to read this book to her. And Maxine's fucking so scared she's going to get electrocuted and die that she's, like, fucking crying reading this book. Dude, it's a creepy scene. Yeah, it's chilling. It is. So good that Jim left. He's, got, <laughs> he's out of here, dude. <laughs> fucking gone. He had to get the hell out of here. I just think it's creepy. I think he does a lot with very little in this sequence. And I think it's cool as shit.
2: I love that the first panel, the mood it sets, with the blue... The, the lightning kind of shock
1: yeah and she's like lit from beneath which is always a creepy angle where the heck is Greta though
0: isn't it like her job to be hey. here
1: what's funny Jim well, she's got don't know. three other super Yeah, weird but
0: weird to do they're less likely to kill people by accident
1: you don't know dude you don't know if that's a plot point or if that's just a ah, she was just taking care of the other kids at the time you don't know where is Greta why wasn't she watching The Most Dangerous Kid? Who knows? We'll see. It's good, dude. I'm so upset. Or we won't see. Meanwhile, or we, or at the border Or we probably crossing. never will. <laughs> mm-hmm. G- Craig, did you say that this was the hardest to draw page? That's what Eric posted. Well,
0: it's um. very obviously why. Guy hates drawing cars.
1: Yeah, but these cars look fine.
0: Yeah, they look fine. Yeah, they probably took absolutely great. forever to look as fine as they do. And, and they, they love st-
1: perspective. Like that perspective yeah. shot on the uh, border crossing. Yeah. Very good, dude. And I love like the jaggedy, wavy lines on the like bus of vicious circle people in like panel two. Like It really sells the motion of that bus. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so cool.
2: Just ripping through the cop cars after that. And we get to yeah. see Vane, so- who's always fun to see. Mm. Vane is a great design I love that mask that mask is a cool design
1: do you think she has a brother that has like the same powers but it like he uses his dingling and calls himself the main (laughs) Vane I'm just kidding (laughs) chaos and control you're really not I know I wish that's my hope Um, chaos and control in that final panel right am I right yeah
2: yeah and volcanic there. I love to and see those. samurai guys. behind him and a bunch of other guys.
1: So good, dude. I love that. And then here we don't are. know
2: whose feet that are. Those are.
1: You said you don't know.
2: Don't know. I exp- it looks almost like Hercules, but it, of course it's not.
1: We're gonna get roasted. I, we're gonna get torn to shreds in the comments. I
2: just I love volcanic barfing lava on people. Yeah, that's a good. that's a
0: classic.
2: Uh, Inferno move. Mm-hmm. No, volcanic,
0: right? No, remember way way back in the early Dragon, there was Inferno who would do
2: that. Yeah. Breathe fire on. Well, his daughter is part of the vicious circle. Right.
0: That's not who this is though. This is or Unless it is. You are there what? are there two fiery volcanic babes? Cuz she wasn't the so, she wasn't the so... one on the very first page, right? That's a different character.
2: No, it's the same oh. volcanic. Oh, my mistake. Yeah, it's it's got to be the same.
0: Yeah, then she's then yeah. she's not one of the lava people. She's
2: she is.
1: Yeah, she's one of them.
2: I I thought she was the daughter of Inferno. No, no, the daughter of Inferno is in the car with the other. Right, but she
0: sort of does looks the same way. She catches fire and has like.
2: No, she, she looks just, different, dude. She looks big time different, like. Yeah. Inferno and his daughter just kind of turn like molten color. Right. Yeah, they have
1: like Kirby crackle almost.
2: Volcanic looks like a volcano. It's all rocky. Yeah, like
1: that's rock texture. I see. Think about the hospital scene when Inferno first shows up. It's like, right.
0: Fry, fry.
1: You know, oh, he's got like yeah, the Kirby I, crackle in him. Yeah,
0: you're right. I guess that is yeah. different. Significantly.
1: I knew. I knew I could. I knew I could paint a word picture for you.
0: But I know he breathed fire
1: i don't think i think he shoots fly. it out of his hands I honestly not yeah 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 i don't think he breeds it no volcanic
2: is always shown kind of throwing up molten lava on people
1: right agreed um big stinger big closing action you might not think it is so but i think it is so so pop quiz do you know what i'm about to say what is the significance of this final page
2: uh, the hundred cops dead? Nope.
0: Jim. Malcolm losing his neck in panel three?
1: Nope. There's a beautiful character arc. There's beautiful growth that happens here. And if you blink, bing, you miss it.
0: Oh, is it Maxine getting over hang
1: ups? After That's this. Right. Stuff That's with right. Baskalisk. She has to be drunk to have intimacy as recently as even the beginning of this issue on the small fin sequence. Where the Janies and Crusader and Destroyer, Mark and Peter kick in through the window. She's still drunk, like to have intimacy. Right. But then here we go. She's like, "Well, dude, you know, you got to go and fight this army. Shit, I might not see you again." She's stone sober, and they're like, "Well, you know what I'm thinking? Yup." And so they take off to have an in- a sober, intimate moment. I, and y- that
0: I gotta wonder if this might have to do with the. Uh maddie situation
1: i mean hey you gotta think like again remember maxine has seen hell she's terrified Of she knows what it could mean like to die like she got to live for this moment she said seen heaven she's seen hell so like mortality this is a chick that has mortality on her mind right and she's like damn i might never see malcolm again and so this is growth dude i'm telling you it's subtle People like I read comments. I'm gonna shit on some folks here. I'm sorry. I don't care. Like I saw people like, oh, "I hate having Mackenzie sexuality frowning in our face." I'm like, you know what, guys? It- Why do you sound like Arachnid from the cartoon? <laughs> I-, I can't stand my teen sexuality in my face. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, guys? There's there's a, a plot. There's a story arc happening here. Okay. There's a character arc, if you will. And Maxine has been on a hell of a journey. And I think that this is subtle storytelling that is important. And I think it's cool that, again, it wasn't like a big... Like, this could have been hammy in any other... In a, in a corporate comic, there would have been a, like a long sequence of like Maxine staring in the mirror and taking a drink and, oh, I'm fighting with my inner demons. Instead, you just get nice one-page subtle story development plot it's just moving along and this is growth Maxine no longer needs alcohol as of this page to have an intimate moment with her husband and god damn it that's awesome development for a sexual violence survivor so i think it's cool i think it's a nice little pin in that saga and uh hey man i'm hoping that is Maxine's journey of healing is an end I, I'm hoping we just have Maxine mentally healthy and feeling good now because it's been what like a year and she has a therapist
2: about that yeah it's weird this uh, real-time stuff when, when like books get delayed yeah how it still works
1: yeah but I think it's cool I think it's awesome I think that was a nice little end like again so many things happened in this issue dung died The entire, uh, villain cast that was just stuck in Chicago all these years moved up to Chicago. Try that.
0: Try that again, Raven.
1: Oops. Moved up to Chicago. Sorry. This map was upside down in my apartment. Hold on. Uh, Moved up to Canada. (laughs) Yeah. Like dung died. Like the villains, uh, rogues gallery moved to Canada You know, Maxine got over her, like, need for alcohol to have sexual intimacy. We got long-standing, like, Malcolm-related characters made their debut as superheroes, like you said, Craig, in the modern era. Like, goddamn, dude, this Chicago got its freak population wiped out. (laughs) Like, whenever anybody, because I would see those comments. People would be like, wonder what's happening in Chicago? Who's watching over Chicago? go. and I'm just like, god damn, this book is in Toronto now, stop, stop, like, we don't give a fuck about Chicago no more, and you really officially have no reason to care about Chicago anymore, and so I'm just saying, dude, so much happened in this book, it was fucking so crazy, 248 was nuts, it was nuts, dude, this was fucking
2: balls it, out, it was a really good issue, I think, like you said, it's a great coming back issue, it is, get us back get the juices flowing get us back in the mood as we head into 250 I'm seeing all the the, the ducks lined up
1: I'm going to go ahead and dub this one the meatiest potatoes it was very good yeah Shout outs to Andrew Dietremont for shouting out the Fincast in his letter in the letters page Awesome. Always appreciated. And also in the letters page, fun to see Eric address the Todd McFarlane 300 debacle in print. I love the letters page is always a time capsule of where folks are in time. Some of our fin heads on the Facebook forum said, and I agree, that this is a lovely pre-COVID-19 snapshot of like where everyone was, you know? Yeah. So yeah. Cool letters page. Do read them. They do matter. They do add to your reading. I think it's awesome. Thank you everyone for still Um, writing letters.
2: I actually, uh, shot off a missive based on this issue because I was so moved by it. I I don't do enough letters. I feel like because we talk about it so much on the Fincast that I say everything basically to you guys. Right but I'm trying to make more of an effort to send a letter in because I love the letters pages. Yeah. Actually, for a while, I mean, I think we've, we've definitely talked about this in the past, that one letters page that was blank. Yeah. yeah. Which, it was a long time ago, but it was, like, shocking. Yeah. And it's nice to see that there's, you know, a ton of letters every issue now. And I think that's I, I feel like people have come back around, and that's
1: great. I think it's so cool too, like they're all over the world, like you got someone from France, someone from Halifax, you know, someone from Philly, like, you know so many awesome, I don't know people, put where you're from, I think it's awesome I like it Yep Dude's this G-Man So good I love
0: it Too bad that evaporation stuff isn't real (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yes, dude, big towel big towel is hilarious just oh my god so funny
2: Chris Giarusso writes some funny strips I gotta tell you I like this and I like the tales of the comic con or
1: whatever it's called strips are just they're, they're good stuff like he's he's a legit funny dude he's a comedy master and what's funny is he's always delivered like he's been delivering consistently for so long like hell yeah dude yeah
2: good stuff i i like the coloring too that he like just uses all the there four panels is a different color yeah just
1: knockouts
2: <laughs> like I, I mean back in the day with the g-man comics i mean they really focused a lot on like the tighter art and i kind of like this kind of quick quicker kind of messier art that he does with these uh web comics
1: i like the narrative Even conceit like, that these are drawn by g-man which is why they look that yeah. way yeah
2: yeah, all the panels are kind of wavy. It's good stuff, dude. It, 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 talking about strips, here's another. This is you know some of the more recent strips. These G-Man web. I mean, they're they're actually republished webcomics comics, right? So. but
0: they are very good, and they are always welcome.
1: Oh yeah, that G- is a thing I always love to see. <laughs>
0: Uh, so we get some proper dongage in the funnies.
1: We do, we do dude. If,
0: if only we can get some proper dongage in the in the main feature, but baby steps, I suppose.
1: I know if you had your way, Crusader and Destroyer would have just flopped into the window. Mm.
2: <laughs> I like I like the this artist from Draw Brandon Draw.
1: He's he's good. Yeah, dude. Draw Brandon and Draw and. Uh, all of these fucking berkeley muse these are all fucking hilarious
2: yeah this this is a good good uh issue for the funnies that that
0: the, the eat more bikes strip is really funny to me <laughs> yes yeah dude. and and it's really funny for reasons that don't make any real sense you guys did both of you guys see spider-verse
1: no
2: what the the, the
1: movie the
0: cgi <laughs> spider-verse movie yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. the main message of that movie was anyone can be Spider-Man. Yep. Yeah. And all the spider people in that movie all had dead people in their lives, and that's why they were spider people. <laughs> so I thought if anyone can be Spider-Man, that means there'll be an uptick in dead relatives very soon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you got to take the initiative, like Flat Top here.
2: Yeah, uh, a nice little uh, splash pay. Uh, I mean, a
1: pinup.
2: You're some, some, possibly responsible for this, right, Raven?
1: Nope, not me. Amy well, I know you, know. You, I, know you,
0: I know you didn't draw it, but you, you weren't the one who got her wise to dragon?
1: Oh, you're talking about the back or the Andrew Oh, oh,
0: one? oh, right. Okay, not this. Right, sorry. I
2: forgot there was another pinup. No, I'm talking. This is just, it looks like someone who also thought that Scourge was going to be a major villain.
1: Yes, dude. <laughs> Here is Scourge. And what's funny is, as I looked at this, I was like, oh, this is so badass. What a shame. <laughs> um, Eric colored this, by the way. That's cool, man.
2: Imagine sending in a piece and Eric colors it and prints it for you. How cool.
1: Unbelievable. I mean, like fucking crazy. Um, I like it. I love this. Guys, uh, you know, when we do this. You have to award a winner from Eat More Bikes, Draw, Brand and Draw, or Berkeley Muse. And they're all winners, but I'm saying somebody won more than someone else. Who's the winner? This is hard. This is why I want to do this, because this, it's hard of these three which one is number one. Really? It's hard? Hard like a Johnson twin. <laughs> Go ahead. I don't know. Which I think one? the
0: guy screaming with his eyes, hearts being hearts, is the
2: obvious standout here. Really? Yeah. It's like... I like them all. I kind of like the
1: Eat More Bikes one. I like Eat More Bikes is the best. But, I mean, they're not any of them worse. Wait a minute, Jim. Do you just like the dong? No, I like the screaming existential crisis
0: of of the the common cartoon gag being turned into a massive medical condition. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that is a very clever twist of fate. And the and the screaming last panel se- seals it.
1: In my mind that's just her power her power manifesting itself
2: <laughs> honestly I feel like all these strips could be like the best strip in other if put in other issues oh yeah like they're
1: all really good fantastic totally agree and then to close it off my homegirl this is what Jim was thinking of my homegirl Giselle Legacy. legacy I said it wrong legacy Giselle legacy Canada's premier cartoonist Um, jokes aside she's the fucking dynamo powerhouse like total ass kicker and it's cool because she's also doing Exorcisters at Image Comics Um, Oh, yeah right now so if you like this pinup of Angel and you're an Image Comics buying guy anyway because you're buying Savage Dragon um, give Exorcisters uh, a check out I like it a lot Um, I think it's cool
2: this is a great pinup yeah it's I don't know. It's just a very good-looking angel. Just And I love the little touch with, like, the Toronto skyline. Dude, Jizz
1: is a fucking pro. She's been doing comics for a long time. Like,
2: Yeah, it's definitely pro-caliber when you see it, you know.
1: She's got a 20-year career or, or more herself behind her. And, god damn, she's done, like, so many books. Like, I've got, like, literally a box full of books just by her. It's insane, dude. So yeah, she's a dumb. What is
2: what books is she like most known for? Um,
1: Giselle started like a network uh called the Pixie Tricks comics, like network, and Monja 3 was probably what a lot of people would know her from. Uh, but Pixie Tricks is like just a bunch of things, eerie cuties. Um, right now like my mind is blanking because you put me on the spot. But Dilly Sticky Buns, like Udon is publishing sticky dilly sticky buns and Monaja three collections. Uh like you know Udon. If you read comics, yeah. that, that's a publishing company that's been in comics a long time. But um yeah, a ton, dude. I mean like so many that it's hard to remember them all. Like she has done so much and Yeah, again, if you like this pinup, she loves Dragon, too. And what's cool is that she actually got into Dragon. I didn't directly harass her. She got into Dragon completely (laughs) on her own just because of, like, social media. Like, all the, like, me constantly sharing, like, posts from the Facebook group or the Savage Fincast or whatever like that like she saw me talking about it enough that she's like well this has got to be good i'll give it a shot and she fucking read it on her own and loved it dude that's awesome yes and i told her i said if i said jizz i said you're such an awesome artist i said if you do a pin-up i said i know eric would like love to like feature it i'm sure and she sent it to me He's like oh kick ass okay I'll, I'll use it and she was fucking like hyped Mr. Glum's her favorite character, and I nobody spoil it, but, like, she doesn't know. <laughs> she doesn't know what happens, so keep that a secret if you see her. But there yeah, she's like, oh, I love Mr. Glum. He's so cool. He's so awesome. I love him. I was like, oh, my. So, yeah, so good, dude. Thank you, Jiz, for an awesome, like, putting a cap on an awesome issue. Like, holy shit, dude, it's 248. It's like a 15 out of 10. Like, that was so good, dude. Good stuff, absolutely. Oh, incredible. Um, I guess we're gonna roll right into a uh, little dessert, a tasty treat to go with our meat and potatoes. Uh, Urban Legends T.M.N.T. Eternal Power. So this is a
0: pretty cool issue. Just, just, just. To, we're not gonna dwell super long on this. Uh, episode's going a little long already, but we'll get into the important, relevant bits. The main thing is this issue's got big presence of SOS in it.
2: Very cool. Yeah.
0: Of of a very particular era. During like, the back during uh, I think when Rock was leading the team even.
1: Yeah, Rock's the leader, and he says Dragon's dead and presumed missing. So. Yeah, so
2: Dragon's probably on Godland at this point. Yeah, having his space adventures after uh, Dark World blew up.
0: But uh, the the general premise is Donatello's been picked up by these men in black. Turns out they work for the government, and they've brought them to the SOS uh, to figure out what his deal is. And we've got Drock uh, and Kid Avenger and the Shrew, who Very are all cool. members at the time. They're all che- they check out their uh, they check out Donatello's flying car, which has got alien it's alien origins. So they think Don might be an alien. Right. Um Don's trying to come up with references, uh, but apparently no one's got the phone number for the night Watchman
1: yeah yeah Dragon's gone. nobody can get in touch with Night Watchman and uh
0: Don makes a little mistake by basically saying I could walk out of here anytime I wanted and Kid Avenger overreacts and attacks him, calling it a jailbreak. We get into a very very brief fight until Hortis shows up, and Hordis knows the Turtle Boys so she vouches for him and then that defuses this situation right uh, it's pretty, pretty cool just to see these guys in action to see uh, Fosco drawing them
1: loved it dude loved yeah, it yeah
2: I love I love rock in that costume Yeah, that's a great oh, costume yeah. for him and seeing it colored is great too
1: Frank killed on this like all these dragon guys like Frank killed on this sequence so much dude I loved it it is unfortunate
0: he needed to use an arrow to tell us which way to go Yeah, what was that? Well, sometimes when you're reading, uh, when your word balloons are unhelpful, you have to put an arrow in to direct the eye. It's very clumsy, but sometimes you don't have a choice.
1: Not to get in the weeds, we gotta be tight here, I know, but did you see that goddamn arrow fest in Ludocrats?
0: Actually, no, I guess I I blanked over it.
1: Maybe it wasn't Ludocrats. I read a comic this weekend that had the arrows going oh no it wasn't ludocrats okay i won't say what it is but hmm. yeah it's definitely not ludicrous. no one ludocrats i won't say what it is because i don't want to put people on blast but like dude no, but you just
0: said ludocrats I, I think you were ready
1: yeah, yeah, I was ready to blast Ludicrats. No, 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 no. There was something else. I read a comic that the arrows went all the way down the left side, then Ooh. shot back up to the Ooh. right top corner, then back down to the Ooh. lower Ooh. right corner. Yeah, dude, it was nuts.
0: I mean, that's still not the worst I've ever seen. But oh, damn, that's not good. That is, I that is, you really should have rethought those layouts way earlier than this.
1: That shit was bananas. I couldn't believe I was, arrows in every panel, dude. I was like, whoa. No, and it's kinda of funny here in this cause it's like pointing at Hortus's butthole. Yeah, if this yeah, was if this was published today,
0: you would see something there. In that <laughs> black void.
1: It's funny. That's all I'm saying. Arrow pointing at her butthole, clack clack. Alright, I, I stopped you. I'm sorry. Please continue.
0: Well there's nothing else... I mean what else is there to say? Um Following up from the end of our last issue, uh, last story, Eric, Casey Jones is taking credit for killing all the Komodo dragons in the sewers, trying to collect, uh, trying to collect the, um, 10K. Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, the, the reward bounty on them. Uh, But unfortunately he had to skip out of work to do this and he's been fired by his boss over the phone. April took the phone call. Uh, because he was seen on television basically it blew his blue his blue his alibi and got terminated from his job
1: called in sick to hunt gators in the sewers uh, then
0: uh, Raph shows up dressed as a shredder has a little heart to heart
2: that's a great scene. it is great like
0: it's especially scene. great with like how splinter handles uh handles shadow getting her out of the room without knowing he's there because he's a mm-hmm. he's a real ninja that splinter <laughs> he's the he's the proest
2: Mm -hmm. I I really like the tension between Splinter and Raph and how, basically, you know, Raph's jealous of Leo as well and brings him into the conversation. It's, It's a great scene.
1: Yeah, Gary, man. That Gary can write a fucking comic, I'm telling you. Characterization out the wazoo just in that brief interaction.
0: Yeah, Splinter doesn't believe the foot can be reformed, and he does not like his son being the leader of them. Uh, so they got they got some animosity brewing there. Uh, we get some more stuff with Leatherhead and the turtles down in the Turtle Lair. Leo's lost his hand; he's not feeling great about that. Yeah. It's a kind of a big deal, actually. It feels almost like it was understated when it happened. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, so it turns out. Hold on a second. All right, so. Leatherhead has a Uton uh, U-tron friend who is one of those brains like Krangs. Well, they're kind of like Krangs. Krangs, yeah. Krang's not really a Uton because he's uh, they never really used that concept in the cartoon.
2: Right, right, right. He's
0: just a he's just a brain in the it's hmm? obvious he's,
2: What? It's obviously he's based. He's on based it. on it.
0: Yeah, but the Utrons are basically they're not an evil alien race. They're just nope. kind of they're kind of like elitist assholes at at worst. Yeah. But this one's friends with uh, Leatherhead, and Leatherhead has been helping him rebuild this teleporter so that he can go home. Uh, yeah,
1: it's, you know, well,
2: this ties all into early Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, this ships, this, like this goes
0: way back. This has been this this is with, stuff that's been going on since
2: the earliest issues. This Doctor X X-Utron was left behind. Fact, from like a battle from like episode, issue
0: four the u- of Ninja the Turtles. The Utron yeah. technology is actually directly responsible for the turtles' um, mu- mutation. Yeah, they, were, we have,
1: they made right. the mutagen.
0: Right. Uh, so they built this teleporter, and it accidentally activates and sends Leonardo across the galaxy. No, it, it ain't an accident.
1: accident. <laughs> oh, right, it's, it's a test.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Dr. X is kind of an asshole. Yeah. He's like, why would I test it on us? Yeah, he's
1: like, I can't test it on Leatherhead and me. And he's that, like, oh, you're a dick, dude. That's
0: right. He kind of kind of tricks Leo into getting on the platform and just turns it on. You but know but then, what Gary should have had him say? Yeah. Gary should have had him say,
1: dude, you might look like a brain, but you're a dick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Uh, and so yeah. when they turn it back know. on yeah. to bring him back.
2: I he just ignores you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was really bad, Raven. I just I I, I want to make sure you knew that. <laughs> uh, they turn back on, and Leo is in a fist fight with a uh, Triceraton. Yeah, dude. Which is one of another one of the other alien races. One of the three horned Triceratops looking bastards.
1: And they're cool. They're like they're, they're awesome. Everything is for the Triceraton Republic. Yeah, dude. they
0: are a they are a very warlike race. Yeah. Uh, very anti alien, very uh, tough. Each one is pretty powerful on their own. Yeah. Um, so this one's come through the teleporter, and he immediately tries to kill everyone around him to get to take control of the transmat.
1: I like this bastard claims the whole planet. <laughs> this whole planet is mine and for the Triceraton Empire. I'm like, oh man, dude. Right. <laughs>
2: it's it's much of a continuation again from those early Ninja Turtle stories. Yeah. Um
0: Mikey managed to turn his, turns his own gun on him mm-hmm. and it does manage to put him down. Unfortunately, during the fight, the, uh, the 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 other Triceratons from across the galaxy have managed to lock into the signal of the Transmat and the entire squad has now teleported into the sewer. Yep. And now the odds are just so uh, such that the turtles don't even have a chance to stop them.
2: Can I just say I, I'm enjoying the coloring on on this yes. the purples and the bright flashes and stuff.
1: It's it's good stuff. Oh yeah, dude! Absolutely top notch. So the
0: one, Leo does, Leo does the one thing that he can do, which is destroy the transmat, so at least more can't come through.
1: Right. And then him and Mikey bolt.
2: I love that triangular gun. It's, neat. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome.
0: It's always weird to see the turtles using guns, because, uh, they don't really like using them, but, uh, they're not above using them. Right. Because they're ninja.
1: Right. Well, I mean, if you're fighting a fucking giant triceraton, man, you're gonna whip out a gun on him.
0: Apparently triceratons can't swim.
2: Yeah, it's awesome. They just sink like big dumb dinosaurs. (laughs)
1: Well, they can't breathe. It needs said, too, you see him sort of, like, struggle to breathe. They can't breathe our atmosphere long. And so that's why this guy, as soon as he gets underwater, like, immediately fucking chokes. Like, if you notice where the one is coughing, and again, it was always that way. Like you said, Craig, this is very much early Ninja Turtles. And so these dudes, they're okay for a minute, but yeah, he gets in the water, it's just like... And they're actually, it, kind of, it actually
0: looks like his superior officer pushed him in. Because if you look at the panel there where he falls in the water, his uh, officer's got his hand up like he pushed him.
1: Yep. He's it after the lug. Which uh, seems like a
0: waste of men if you know he can't swim. So, yeah, yeah so uh, they're going to try and uh, repair the transmat so that they can create a, basically a beachhead to take over the planet. Right. Uh, and so they've got a portable ones, which they use to lock onto alien technology where they assume the uh Utah is gone. But it turns out he's locked on to Donatello's uh suit. And so one of they one of the, it's one of the soldiers.
1: Hmm? It's even cooler, dude. It's a homing beacon from the the guy that they got the car from.
0: Yeah, Zog. Oh right, Zog. the car came from Zog. Right. right.
1: They're getting a distress signal from the car. And they're like, Zog, fuck, he's been dead a long time ago. They're like, uh, Which, he's from,
2: he appears
1: last, like,
2: almost dead in the Return to New York storyline from Ninja Turtles, which was, is, like, issue, I think it was 1920 and 21. And I remember that because I think issue 21 was my first real exposure to, like, adult Ninja Turtles or original Ninja Turtles. It was, like, 89 or 90, I think. And I love that comic so freaking much, and it's still so awesome. That whole three-part series is such a high point. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but it's freaking I have great.
0: not read the early Turtles as much as I really should have. I definitely have not read the Return to New York storyline.
1: I didn't read them. I don't think reading Returning to New York... I did read the whole Triceraton-like origin with, like... Uh, you know the fucking brains and everything where they tell the turtles hey you're from us and you see them choking and i think i read yeah i read the turtles going to the triceraton home world and fighting in an arena
2: that's early early and then the return to new york like that zog guy got left behind too and he kind of like is still half alive in the sewer but it's that three-part series is pretty brutal and pretty really awesome like very ninjury and
1: stuff, if that's a word. <laughs> ninjury, I love it.
2: <laughs> so this this
0: issue ends with uh Hortus coming back to New York with Donatello in the air car. Uh Hortus is flirting hor horror- terribly with anything <laughs> in sight, but the uh the uh Triceraton who uh was teleported away to the homing beacon has materialized on top of the air car. And so next episode next issue We'll find out what happens to that it
1: can't probably won't end well Pretty dope man I gotta say as a dragon fan I loved it I loved all the uh, I loved all of the you know obvious uh, SOS cameos but then what was sweet is that as a turtle fan uh, it really you know we touched on it uh, time and again but like it really worked those early turtles uh, into this so well. So, yeah, man, this really worked for me on, like, both levels. Like, as a Dragon fan and a Turtle fan, I was in fucking heaven.
2: It was a good issue. definitely was.
1: I love it. I love that I have come uh, full circle. Like, I was kind of, like, just, I was like, eh, whatever. I can't wait to see the Dragon parts, and that'll be cool. And, dude, they got me. They fucking got me. I'm into it. I am stoked. I'm into this Turtle's, like, Urban Legends, like, I'm loving it. Only six
0: more issues to go. No, dude. As we record, the last issue of the image run, 23, has just come out this week. And so after this will be the three brand new issues to complete it.
2: I'm still amazed that after all these years we're actually getting closure. I mean, how often does that happen where, you know, 20-year-old series or 15-year-old series comes back from the dead well, and gets proper closure. There are
0: two prominent examples, but yes, it doesn't happen very often. And they the, the examples are the two the Marvel Transformers and G.I. Joe series, which were both continued coincidentally at IDW actually. So it is something they is something they do sometimes when they I was can. Can say
1: is that IDW's thing? Like they just go ahead and scoop it, up some stuff? It
0: depends. I mean, they are a. They primarily do licensed comics. Uh, mm-hmm. Generally speaking, they try to get, like, the old popular original material back in print. Like, they got all the Transformers and G.I. Joe stuff back in print from the right. Marvel days. Because that stuff is, you know, the most popular. So, what they did was they did their own Transformer series, an original version. But then they also brought the creators back uh, for the Marvel versions. And... The Transformers, the Transformers Generation, uh, Regeneration One, lasted about 20 issues uh, because mm-hmm. they had, a, they had uh, Simon Furman, who's the big creator on that title, he had a set ending in mind. But Larry Hama came back on GI Joe and basically has continued to write it to this very day and will probably do it forever because hmm. uh, he apparently loves writing GI Joe. So that that book's in like the 200s. So that's actually G.I. the the that series is actually one of the few titles with like the highest uh, cover numbers, actually because uh, it picked up the old numbering. And basically, oh, they just, just picked it up. Okay. Yep, both series I did.
1: Can't, I can't count that. <laughs> but, I'm sorry, I can't count that. I repeat. but it's the same.
0: But it's the same creative team. It's the same. It's the same series. Surely a a, a 20 year hiatus shouldn't shouldn't invalidate you.
1: I guess i just don't give a shit yeah i think it does i think if you stop for, t- <laughs> i think if you stop for 20 years you don't get to come back and say oh back to issue 185 like no come on bro it, it's you can you, can you
0: can if it's the same series with the same creative team that's my
1: rule good to know art our-
2: so you're saying like urban legends can't continue
1: with 24 <coughs> 25 26 nope because it hasn't been twenty years, so it doesn't count. G.I. Joe it's is at been, issue two hundred
0: fifteen. G.I. Joe is actually at two hundred seventy-five. So, in my book, it's actually one of the longest-running comics, number-wise, right now. Pretty impressive, actually. Well, um, why don't you have Larry Ham on the show? And uh, actually, <laughs> it's run for over uh, almost one hundred twenty-five issues since it came back too. So that's just impressive on its own.
1: that's good. I'm I'm shocked. Actually, you know, obviously, jokes aside, like, uh, any success in the North American comic market on any comic is a rising tide lifts all ships, baby. I'm just saying it's good for everyone. So, fuck yeah. That's awesome. That is good. And I'm hyped for G.I. Joe fans. Like, it's cool, man.
0: Alright, so I think that's it for this issue. I mean, the Turtles issue was good. It's, you know... I think at this point, it's pretty, you know, Fosco does good art. The coloring's been pretty good. I don't know if it's better than black and white, but it has not been offensive.
1: Soon it won't matter. Isn't that exciting? Yes.
2: Yeah, but I think it's been better than just offensive. It's he, and I'm going to kill, think, you know, the listener's going to kill me, but uh, it's Adam gosowski I think he's done a, a bang-up job. Agreed. I have really enjoyed seeing it's it. It's good.
0: But there's certain things I don't like, like he does digital color hold things with particularly with the bright lights, which I don't care for because I'd rather it be done in a more traditional
1: fashion. I like it because it feels modern,
0: yeah, but I don't think it looks i mean it looks modern, but I don't know if it looks great I don't like the I don't like the digital brush effects, especially with light sources, I think it's I just don't think it looks good.
1: It'd be different if he was burying the artwork, okay? If he was hiding an effect... If he was using an effect to overwhelm the artwork so much that you couldn't see the art. But I don't feel like he competes with the artwork when he does that. I feel like all it does is just, you know, compliment it.
0: Like, on the very last page with the uh, with the Triceraton teleporting in, they've made him semi-transparent. They've made his his uh, inked lo- his inks, like... Softer than what they would have been in the black and white. I don't have a compare anything to compare it to, but I just feel that that is a step too much. Like turning what what is was probably an ink drawing into like a like a digital effect. He's transporting in,
2: dude. Oh, I I, I I don't know if he's transporting in or he's just listening as like a hologram.
0: Well, they well that's the thing. it kind of looks like a hologram. I don't think it actually reads very well. Uh, I don't know. Like again, I don't know what it.
2: Lo- I don't. But I think that's what he's supposed to be. A hologram. No, no, he's telling. He's, really, tele- he's He's transmatting in. in. It's transmat. He's
0: transmatting in.
2: Yeah,
0: that is what is happening for certain. But 100%. yes, but no, he's
2: saying transmit.
0: Oh, yeah, transmat's transmit.
2: <laughs> he's teleporting
1: in. It's a teleport effect like Star Trek. What's wrong with that? But
0: but Craig's not wrong. It also reads as a hologram. listening in because i don't think the effect works
1: i'm sorry but you would have to be a dumbass if you thought that they were like they literally tell you what they're doing they're like oh we locked onto his thing oh okay well go there and pick him up and they're like transmit and they zap him and then the next thing you see is there's a panel with the car with just the turtle you know just Dawn and horridus and then next in the final panel there's the guy clearly the dude guy he's not why would he suddenly be a hologram he transmitted in It it's like the whole sequence
2: now i mean from my perspective he already you know the, the decks already stacked against you when this stuff was inked to be black and white and now you're trying to make it color but honestly i haven't from from my standpoint it it's i've really really enjoyed the color because i did read it all in black and white right I think it works well both, but I I was really afraid, and I feel like we talk about this every time we review but I was afraid that it, the coloring was going to suck, and it's far from sucked for me. It's really brought out things that I didn't see before and helped me enjoy things better, like uh, when they go to like the astral plane and stuff like that, which I think those color kind of... Coloring on that works well. Um, I do like the dark shadows of like the sewers and everything, and then the bright lights like like we see on this transmitter or whatever, right. or the laser gunfire that really kind of emphasizes how bright it is in a dark sewer. But uh, but I, I can I understand what you're saying, Jim. Um, I guess for me, it's just the allure of seeing it in color for the first time and the coloring being. Decent in my book.
1: I think it's good, dude. I think it's good coloring, and I also think it's a high challenge to bring good coloring to work that was not drawn for it. Because a lot of times, when something's not drawn for color, it's drawn completely different than if it was what drawn for color.
2: No, and you can see that difference between issue one of this image series and whatever this issue, issue nineteen, where he, you know, Frank changed up his inking style to. to Make it match black and white, you know, or make it work better with black and white. Because at issue one, they thought they were going to do color.
1: Agreed. Absolutely agree. Well, on Savage Dragon 249, the calm before the storm. The countdown to Savage Dragon 250 continues as, unbeknownst to Malcolm Dragon, his greatest foes have gathered in an effort to eliminate him once and for all and take over the city of Toronto. A great jumping on point for new readers from award-winning writer-artist Eric Larson. Bam. And that's Revenge of the Six. Boom. Coming at you. We're getting closer. Coming at you November 2019. it's still in the uh, diamond ID so
2: well the good thing is that Eric's kind of getting them all done so I think for the foreseeable future we should be getting monthly issues I
1: think it's I think it's okay to pull back the curtain guys we've read issue 300 there's a service reference a spawn reference it's awesome so don't worry I'm pissed that Malcolm dies yeah I can't believe it I didn't see it being at the hands of Maxine That's for damn sure I definitely didn't see Mr. Glum taking over the book No man, it's fucked And the way he does it with all that sexual violence Jim, I'm sure that disturbed you more than anyone I was too distracted by the Huge reveal
0: about the Seeker's, see- the seeker's secret past
1: <laughs> I mean, I knew he was building up to that though Because there was no way that that stuff about the Seeker The like, way it just fizzled out into nothing There's no way, dude and then how he worked Scourge back in there. Like, uh, mm, the Scourge redemption. So good. Can't believe he's a hero now. Great. The real
0: hero we all need.
1: I think, you know.
2: I I just, yeah. I, I can't believe the Seeker is actual dragon from the future that's teleported back. Great.
1: It's insane. I can't believe you just I let that slip on him. I he was going to stay dead. I'm... I'm just shocked. That's crazy, dude.
0: But that's all for next. That's all for another time.
1: Yeah, 50 issues from now, you bros. 50 are months from it. now. 50 months. Yep. <laughs> we'll see you in oh uh, <laughs> 2023. It's gonna be so dope. No way, 2024, right? No, it's five
0: years and a little less than five years, so it's more like 2024. No way, it's more. No way, it's math is hard. Like yeah, Barbie nice. said.
1: <laughs> anyway, and when you guys get to where we are, you're gonna love it. It's great. The Cerberus reference is the funniest. <laughs> he shits right down that guy's throat. I didn't think there'd be. I a can't believe he,
0: he, Eric finally relented and let somebody else draw the main story.
1: That's what makes it so cool. In a way, yeah. Just threw written that, by McFarland. Threw that
0: record in the trash. What a bold move. Right on through him,
2: John Byrne. Who would have thought? Yeah.
1: Anyway, you guys are going to love it. See you next time. Peace.